Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? East Carolina girls are the best in the world. He's nationwide on You gotta give me a sack, Chandler. Give me a sack. Sack! Yes. How about those friggin' pirates? It's me, a man's a Garcia. Y'all are intimidating guys. I'm saying y'all are famous. Y'all are celebrity type guys, and that's intimidating. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, welcome in to a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you in the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1. In Washington, you can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. We'd love to have you chiming in. Been a great week for the chat gang. Been some great numbers on the YouTubes. And uh, we'll check in with you Facebook folks as well. Give us a like, a subscribe, and we'll all be honky-dory here. Honkies and honky-dory here on Pirate Radio. All right. Um... That was a little tease in the open. Just a little a little mistake to tease whether or not Shirley is back or if Wes is still here. And a lot of you are probably thinking Wes is still here. But no, Shirley Rhodes is back. I am back, but Wes did make a mistake in the lobby. Oh, he leaves something behind for us. You he know what's funny, Shirley? He left Shirley? me a little nugget, and I didn't catch it. I so. didn't even mention this to you because I'm sure you've maybe talked to Wes, but he, was, he said yesterday... Shirley comes in here and 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 Chandler, you heard this right? He's like, she. It takes her forever to do these logs, but but now I fixed it for where it, it'll be real simple and easy moving forward, <laughs> and she'll be able to. So so that was his fix right there. You're yeah. welcome. Oh, okay, yeah, thanks. <laughs> oh, Wes, <laughs> we're gonna start with Wes, but uh, but hang on a second because I want to tell you about a great guest list on today's edition of Pirate Radio Live. The big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, will. Join us to break down the college football NFL action, and he's already made a play on ECU-UTSA. So uh, he'll tell you about that coming up later on in hour number one. Big hour number two, we'll talk to Mark Adams for the first time here on Pirate Radio Live. The new ECU assistant basketball coach, Chandler, went one-on-one with Coach Adams at Media Day. We'll have him for a little extended interview today. So if you got a question for Coach Adams regarding ECU basketball, you can get that in on X, YouTube, or Facebook, and we'll pass that along. Also, Tony Dunn will be here. we got a best of coming up on Friday. So we'll do our NFL Week 8 picks uh, coming up on today's show. I got Joey and Danny's picks via text, and Chon is here. Tony will be on the Halloween Express live line, and uh, and I'll make my picks as well. So we'll talk some NFL in hour number two. Stroud versus Young coming up this weekend, Panthers and Texans. Uh, hour three of the show, we keep it rolling with Marcus Crandall. He'll join us on the Halloween Express live line, as will KMO, Kevin Monroe will join us as well so a big edition of pirate radio live we got pirate football talk pirate hoops talk and everything in between um chat gang representing jamie says uh begging to take out donnie kirkpatrick out of the intro nails on a chalkboard well i'll run that up the uh ladder and, and see what happens 
uh probably time to maybe update the the intro so maybe we'll do that i don't know we got so many good donnie kirkpatrick cuts that's the problem this ecu offense is not good and that's putting it nicely so life's great football sucks right now but donnie is so damn quotable i don't know if we can take him out mike p said he (laughs) now is this true mike p he said he ate an entire medium pizza for lunch. Is that worse than Wes's eight hot dogs he had on Tuesday? I don't think so. No, I, I don't, still think I, eight hot dogs is worse than a medium pizza. Eight hot dogs? Yeah. The most I've ever eaten in my lifetime has been three. In one sitting? In one sitting. I think and, I probably and I would four. have had to skip at least two meals to make that happen. Oh, Wes was feeling great. Uh, Steve says, welcome back, Shirley thank you steve thank you for the card by the way and chat uh, gang y'all don't know this but steve yeah. sent a card to shirley uh which not everybody knows shirley had a family issue she's been dealing with yeah she's my, been in our thoughts and, yeah, yeah my uh my mother passed away yeah. on uh, monday afternoon and uh and yes on behalf of the chat gang uh steve dropped off a sympathy card and i greatly appreciate it very nice uh steve and uh chat gang appreciate y'all being here um let's see uh eric says west chestnut steve says heartburn bowl west versus mike p jeff sent a lot of words on facebook and i'll read them what He's, was that sauce that west used to drink too that, like he tried to make a, a record sauce. what is surely i urge you to listen to the last two days and we'll recap it in a moment uh let me read jeff okay Jeff Wainwright uh, on Facebook says, buy out the coach. Bring in a successful winning coach to turn the program around. Have him leave for a bigger university for more money. Start it all over again. Isn't that what they've done since Logan? Someone on the board doesn't like the coach. They're not polished enough or can't win fast enough. If they do win, they're not loyal enough to stay. All right. Thank you, Jeff. John Moody sends his condolences, as does Jamie and Jerry and Newton uh, and others, Shirley. So, uh, Mike P says, Steve, chat gang MVP. That's right. Steve speaking for the chat gang. Gang. Uh, Jerry says, Papa John once claimed to eat 40 pizzas in 30 days. Incredible. Speaking of Papa John's. <laughs> they're they're going to be uh, gracious hosts. That's right. A little chacaroni action coming up Saturday during the Celsius watch party. Myself, Bryce Williams, Jason Nichols will be watching the game in these studios coming up on Saturday. So, you know, you're tired of watching pirate football on your own, can't stomach it anymore? Come watch it with us. I'll try to make you laugh a couple times. Bryce will tell you what he sees from a player standpoint. Jason Nichols will see what tell you what he sees from a coaching standpoint. And we'll all have a wonderful day. Chandler, Chan will be there in San Antonio. With a history lesson, oh, I hope. Let me welcome in Chandler Honeycutt to the show. Hello, Chandler. Hey, Clipper. Good to see you, man. Looking very tigerish today with that Nike shirt. Thank you. Just do it. Um, Yeah, I'm. I, look, I'm glad that I'm going to be going to San Antonio. I've been hearing a lot of great things about San Antonio, the Riverwalk, the different things you can do in San Antonio. But man, I am a little jealous. I am having a little FOMO uh, with the watch party. It's gonna be fun, especially with Bryce being here. 
because uh, we had such fun uh, during the baseball watch party for EC versus Virginia. Me, you, Bryce Williams, Brandon Man, Superstitious Bears. The, the superstitious Bears. They yeah. canceled us. They pulled the video feed. They we did. had so much fun. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And I'm sure y'all going to have a lot of fun come Saturday. And, I mean, already we've seen the, you know, the breakdown from Jason Nichols uh, earlier in the year with the Michigan game, the App State game. We'll be able to see him this Saturday for the UTSA game. And now we'll get to see a breakdown from a player's perspective uh, with Bryce Williams being in studio. And he'll be taking your calls. I'm upset because I love wordplay, stupid puns, rhymes, all of it. And Mike P. said this before I could, before I thought of it. And I'm disappointed in myself. But we have to use this this weekend while you're there. He said, Sean is going to turn it into Chan Antonio. Oh, I like that. I know. I like Chan it too. Antonio. But I'm upset at myself and I'm upset at Mike P. Mike P, could you like DM that to me next time? <laughs> I don't want you getting credit for stuff I should be doing. Well done, Mike P. Steven says, Sean, Pee Wee's bike is in the basement at the Alamo. Now, Shirley and I get that reference to you. We, uh, I, I do watched, get that well, reference. Pee-wee's I, Big Adventure. I, I never watch Pee- Pee-wee. The stars Herman. at night are big and bright. <laughs> Deep in the heart of Texas. That's really good. It's a good <sighs> Pee-wee. Jamie's asking, are you getting sick? Who, me? I do have a little head cold. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit, for, for sure. sure. In, in terms, terms of, of talk about seriously. it. <laughs> you have a serious look on your face. Uh, seriously, serious. Uh, I can see it in your face. All right, so let's get to our Fleet Feet rundown <coughs> presented by Fleet Feet. They've got the one-on-one service you need to get the right shoe on your right foot and your left foot. Chris Lunyon, ECU alum, owns it locally, operates it. Fleet Feet provides solutions through one-on-one service to runners, walkers, and everyone in between, crawlers, people that like snake on the ground like do a worm if you like to do the worm you can wear some fleet feet shoes i'm actually going to be paying them a visit uh, this weekend all right okay tell them Pirelli I, am in, you. I am in the market for some hokas and i know fleet feet has <laughs> a em. good selection of hokas chandler while you're in san antonio please don't try to find any hokas <laughs> Leave that to Shirley at Fleet Feet, okay? I got you. Especially if it's on Pirate Radio's tab. Yeah. <laughs> you just had this, to one-up Mike P, didn't you? This isn't a Hugh Freeze situation. You don't have a... Hey, are you taking the burner phone we have? <laughs> isn't that what got Hugh in trouble? You know Hugh? <laughs> Hugh did it right. <laughs> Go see... Uh, Chris Lunyon. Chris Lunyon and uh, Fleet Feet, 207 East Arlington Boulevard in the old Gordon's Golf location. All right. West recap. Shirley, you really missed it. So we found out the last couple of days that West sleeps naked. What? And even if he has guests over, Do you want hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. All right, time out. Pause. Thirty, 30 to a full. I didn't need to be taken to that scary visual place. I cannot get the last twenty seconds of my life back. He took us there. You're going with us. So I can't remember how. Yeah. I remember saying something about, can I go to your house? Well, or, he, he's just so interesting. And you were like, I, I like, want to stay at your house. Like, I, I want to go get, eat dinner or something at your house, do whatever. He's like, well, 
He said, you better know, if you come to my house, it all comes off. That was his words. Yeah. The he unprompted, said that. like we you're right. We didn't need to know it, but oh, he brought us. I did there. not. That is way too much information. We learned that uh he ate eight hot dogs for lunch on Tuesday and he was nice enough to share two with me, so I appreciate that. Uh, wait, he bought ten hot dogs? Surely he bought ten hot dogs from Warren's hot dogs. He got back here and had seven hot dogs because he had ate three on the way back. I took one. He said, no, nah, go ahead, have another. I was like, thanks, man. I took two. He took the rest of the five down here. Three plus five equals eight. <laughs> that was his lunch. Oh. <laughs> and, all, and he didn't skip a beat all, all day long. All spicy chili, mind you. <laughs> oh, dear. Hot chili. Oh, okay. Oh, man. We learned that. What else did we learn, Sean? uh let's see he went to the state fair went to state fair and good lord how many turkey legs oh, did he eat there found out that um cam newton paid for <laughs> <laughs> what found out, all right so we got into like um amusement parks okay and apparently the uh kings or the carowinds, carowinds. in concord uh-huh um cam newton paid for the first train ride on one of the rides it was the fury 325 and it took forever. Paid for him, to- he was on the no, fifth train. No, he was on the it, fifth train. It didn't have anything to do with Wes. Wes was on the fifth car train, whatever you call it, on the first ever time this roller coaster went. Yeah. Apparently, okay. it was opening day four. And he was trying okay. to explain that Cam Newton like donated money for the first train or something. It took him twenty minutes to get to that person and on that note yesterday somebody in the chat and i'm sorry it was a name i don't that's not a, a reg that i see up here a lot said that i enjoy wes but i wish i could speed him up 1.5 times like you can on a podcast so i thought you know what would be funny if i take a conversation from yesterday and myself ken watlington and chandler are talking normal like we always do and i speed wes up and I used the speed up the speed up function on Adobe Audition, and surely I didn't I didn't hit anything extra or anything. So it's like if you did us and sped us up, it would be a little almost chipmunkish, I think. Yeah. Like, and you could, but it almost sounds normal. Like Wes is having a normal conversation with us when we speed him up. So let's hit that. This is Wes sped up, and myself, Ken, and Chan at normal speed from yesterday's Pirate Radio Live. Question for Ken. Yeah. How many hot dogs did Wes eat for lunch yesterday? Four. I'd multiply that by two. Good. Gracious. <laughs> and where were these hot dogs from? Warren's oh, hot dogs. Okay, that makes sense. I had eight hot dogs. I love a good Warren's hot dog. Which spicy five? chili, regular chili? Spicy. Spicy, oh, of course. That's the, that's the good stuff. Especially if you're going to have eight. You got to have the spicy. Uh, Redbeard was asking on Twitter, what did Wes have for lunch today? Nothing. You skip lunch. Yeah, I had breakfast. Now, what did you have for breakfast? How do you follow up? Hold on. Before we even get there. He had a 14-egg omelet. <laughs> what did you have for dinner last night? All right, I had what we call... Um, what? Who called? Who, who's we? Me and my wife. called One Pot. And what, what it is is uh, um, steamed vegetables okay. with uh, chicken and shrimp. Hmm. It's a normal conversation. What kind of, like, seasoning, like... <laughs> well, because we know this. It's, it's the... Uh, um, Teriyaki sauce. Okay. All right. Good deal. Had something similar earlier this week. 
All right, so how do you follow that up? What's the breakfast this morning? Breakfast was three eggs, um, <laughs> scrambled light with uh, grits and um, extra crispy bacon. He's talking extra like a normal person. Bacon, huh? Sounds and good. Then, um, <laughs> extra crispy bacon. Of You're not done yet? <laughs> it's like, okay. And four mimosas. <laughs> <laughs> a hearty breakfast for Wes Hines to get you through the day. They say breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Do you agree with that? I, gr- I agree with that. I yeah. disagree. Okay. <laughs> we, we can agree to disagree. That we can, Wes. And you know what? We'll still get along. That's, That's what's right. great about America. Amen. And you don't have to agree on the same stuff. <coughs> That's right. I don't eat breakfast a lot. Mm. I don't either. If ever. Mm. I'm going to call dinner. That's, that's about like my wife. She most of the time doesn't eat breakfast. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry she left but me. Some, but sometimes, <laughs> but sometimes I, uh, uh, I can get her to um, go to um, a place right down uh, Living four miles from me. Okay. And we can uh, eat breakfast. And, and it costs, but it's worth it. <laughs> All right. Good story. There is. That is scary. That is insane that he sounded like somebody that I could sit down and have like a normal conversation with. And if you go unedited, it's like. Oh, <laughs> so that particular segment was two minutes and one second. Oh, my God. That probably was sped up from about a 10 to 12 minute segment <laughs> because it takes Wes that long to say that, is, that was freaky almost. <laughs> Eric says he sounds too normal. I know. I don't know if I like Wes' it's, it's, normal speed. Oh, what was the teriyaki chicken? And <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning, at the beginning, he said spicy. <laughs> spicy. But. Oh. You still heard how long it was. Like, I sped up the pauses and everything. No, even some of the, like, here where he was like, um, um. um that tells slow. you how long it took him to get it out of his mouth. Because it still was slow in sped up form. Oh, but man. the fact that he sounded. Normal. Almost. I hate saying that. That sounds ugly. Because normal speed. Normal speed. Oh, it just. Dude. Wes. That didn't even sound like Wes. Ah, man. He, uh, he brought a lot of uh, laughs to the show. And surely, uh, yesterday, I challenged Wes. I had five guests on the show. I said, Wes, come up with five unique, different questions for each of our five guests. And he did it. And he yeah. did a good job. Really? Yeah. Okay. Gavin so, Williams. He interviewed Gavin Williams. What so was he, his question to Gavin? Uh, asked him if he, uh, like... Awestruck. Were you, uh, have you been awestruck since you were, you know, in the majors? Okay. And, and right, Gavin... That's a, that's a legit question. Talked about being awestruck by a stadium. The, uh, the Rangers stadium. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jamie in the YouTube chat, he also brought up, uh, Jamie says, I still can't figure out how Weston and his wife's relationship timelines, <laughs> and if they are married, I'm still confused. That was confusing. Uh, so apparently... Let me think of this. I don't want to tell the story again. Well, we don't have to. But anyway, they're... His wife's birthday is four months before him. So every year, apparently, he t- he has a joke where my wife left me and I'll rejoin her in February. When oh, we're because the same of the age. age difference. Yes. Okay. All right, I, I get it, but... Think about it. Think, he can't tell us to think about it. <laughs> He kept telling Clip to think about it whenever Clip just wanted it to be done. See, here's and then the I problem. got confused. Wes will tell like, you to think about, to about it when, in fact, he needs to think about it because the delivery is all wrong. I finally got mad at him and said, Wes, quit telling me to think about it. I can't think about it anymore. It's my brain hurts. All right. Wes is awesome. And uh, glad to have Shirley back as well. Chandler, I thought about wearing my... <laughs> 
It's Hornets ball. Thought about wearing my Hornets hat until they lose, but I I did one better. I went to the closet and pulled out this uh, closet throwback Hornets shirt, which has a terrible neck on it. I hate this shirt. It looks weird. Something with the neck. Uh, but Hornets win last night. Had fun watching that at Sports Trivia at AJ's. <laughs> Chandler was like nervous, pacing around. But uh, good to get a win on opening night against yeah. the Hawks. Yeah, it was great to get a win. Back to back years that the uh, that the Hornets have gone on or have started the year with a win. Last year it was on the road against the Spurs, and this year it's against a division rival in Atlanta. With that's basically a playoff team, and their best player last night, Trey Young, was only one for nine from the three point line, and uh, the Hornets were able to uh, take advantage of that as they were. Uh, scoring all over the floor with P.J. Washington. Gordon Hayward was distributing the ball. The biggest surprise for me, besides LaMelo Ball, is Mark Williams. Mark Williams was absolutely fantastic last night. He played 30 minutes, 15 rebounds, 13 points. Had a huge block. How many blocks did he have? Uh, He had, let's see, it doesn't show in the the initial um, stat line. Yeah, but those are good numbers for the big man. So 13 points, 15 rebounds uh, for the former Duke Blue Devil. And he looks like he's grown over the offseason and has put on some muscle. Uh, Lamelo uh, finishes with 15 points. Lamelo had a pretty bad shooting night, but still stuffed the stat sheet. Oh yeah, 15 hit a couple points. of big threes. 15 points, 10 assists, six rebounds for Lamelo Ball, the former three, number three overall pick. Um, so, but like I'm telling you, if the if the Hornets can stay healthy and keep people out of trouble, like, we, <laughs> like, that, like we're going through jail. right now, out yeah. of jail, uh, the Hornets should be. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to say they're going to be, you know, a top five team in the in the East, but uh, oh, by the way, it's Miller time. Uh, 13 points for Brandon Miller last night, three rebounds, two assists. Not that impressive, but he's still trying to get his his feet under him. And uh, let's see, he went three for seven from the three point line. Uh, but just very exciting to get that win last night against a team like Atlanta, who has been making the playoffs the past few years. Yeah, you were uh, yesterday hoping to get me on board with you and everything mm-hmm. and, and to get excited about it. Um, maybe Clip Brock Jr. is the guy you're looking for because I did get a text during trivia last night, uh, before trivia, I guess. My mom said, what channel are the Hornets on? And I said, I said try 34, the super, se- super secret channel that Ken Watlington told us yesterday. And so uh, I guess my dad wanted to watch some Hornets hoops, so. Maybe at ECU games, y'all can be the the Buzz City guys. I mean, I'm trying to get excited, but I still think this team's going to be bad. Okay, and that's fine. I mean, we started 1-0 last year on the road against San Antonio, and I was very excited after that game. Um, And this is going to make me sound bad. Of course, I'm excited about Hornets basketball. I think we can have a pretty decent team and a pretty decent season this year. But I've already gone to Twitter today, and I've gotten mad because there is people out there that – pay more attention to Hornets basketball than me by miles and miles and miles. And they are already going ballistic, saying that Mark Williams is most improved player of the year. (laughs) Uh, Gordon Hayward is comeback player of the year. What? Uh, Saying that Brandon Miller is uh, a contestant for rookie of the year. Yeah. Terry Rozier is back to his 2019 days. Oh, Terry, please. Terry. Um, 
I'm not going to go that far, but I'm just excited to get uh, ahead of the eight ball for the 2023 season. Hornets for one another, baby. All right, we need to take a break. As we do, we'll wrap up the Fleet Feet Rundown by letting you know Thursday night football tonight, Cuse at Virginia Tech and Georgia State at Georgia Southern NFL. It is Bills Bucks. Bills Bucks. Bills Bucks. Three and three and a four and three. Man. Yeah. Buffalo, four and three. Yikes. They probably come out and put it on the uh the bucks tonight i would think uh let's get a break in we'll come back when we return big man on campus jeff nadu has already made a play on ecu utsa we'll tell you what side he's on if you can't already guess also tonight south carolina state versus six and one north carolina central on espnu uh nadu joins us more to go hour one pirate radio live back with you after this You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Uh, Jack on Facebook Live posted. I meant to bring this up because I've seen the chatter for the last three, four weeks or so. A question being asked. And I haven't brought it up with John or Tony. But it came to fruition last night. A sad, sad fact, Chandler. And that fact is the Charlotte Hornets have a win before the Carolina Panthers. Yikes. How's that make you feel? Uh, it makes me feel sick. <laughs> it makes me feel very sick. Maybe the Panthers will get there first coming up on Sunday when they take on the Texans. Uh, Hornets start the season with three in a row at home. I'm not going to get excited unless they're 3-0. and All right. I'm going to say they stink unless they go 3-0. and I think they got the Pistons. Pistons on Friday. And the Nets. Nets on winnable games right i believe so yeah let's head out to the halloween express live line joining us the big man on campus jeff nadu getting ready for some thursday night football and a weekend full of football big man how you doing great how are you hey doing all right man and last week um we texted a little bit you asked for my prediction on ecu charlotte i gave you a score that was below the total uh but with ecu winning the game and you said, I'm already in on the under. You got in on it early. And, Jeff, it might have been one of the easiest wins in your gambling career because it was not close to the 42 number uh, that you got it at. It was uh, just awful, awful offense, especially on ECU side. So uh, you got the win there. You also said Saturday before the game that you were leaning Charlotte. So uh, you were, you were kind of all over that one. We had a similar text conversation this week, and I gave you a score. And, uh, Jeff, what side are you on for ECU-UTSA? You already got a play in, right? 
Yeah, I, I laid the number here. Um, you know, and this is a game that I've really looked into kind of pretty deep. And, and I think for me, Clip, I was fascinated to listen to Mike Houston discuss particularly this offense. And it, it really didn't seem like – I mean, I mean, there's nothing really to go to, right? I mean, you can't go to someone else at quarterback. No. The receiver group is, is not particularly good. Um, the offensive line struggle. I don't need to go over all this because you guys talk about it on a daily basis. But I also just look at some of the more analytical things about this team. I don't know if you know this, but yards per attempt, passing attempt, 4.68. What that tells me, A, that it's number one and worst in America. That means they, they, they don't even have the ability to throw the ball downfield. They don't have the ability to throw the ball past, let's say, five or six yards. That's super concerning, and what it tells me is there's a lot of weak drives. When they complete a pass, they're only gaining about nine yards, which is very low in, in the grand scheme. I mean, usually teams are around 11 or 12. They only have, what, three passing TDs all season. And this is a rush defense at UTSA that's very good. Uh, they've been really good all season. And I always look back in teams clip that – Maybe have some issues in the early season. Maybe they have a tough schedule or they lose a quarterback and um, they've come on late. And that's exactly what we've seen from San Antonio. You know, they didn't have Frank Harris for a while. You look at him all of a sudden, ever since getting him back, they put up 36, 41, and 49. They've looked dominant in really every game. Um, this team's really finding its way at the right time. Lots to play for, nothing to look ahead for here. Game at home. I, I kind of think this is like a 41-13 type of game. Yeah, UTSA hitting their stride. East Carolina is in a rut. And, Jeff, you're all over it, man. There, there's no direction to turn to get out of it on the offensive side. And, uh, Jeff, you probably follow ECU closer than a lot of national uh, gamblers we talk to. Uh, just with your relationship here and everything. But it might surprise you when I say this defense is good enough. We've played seven games. We should be at least four and three right now, Jeff, with this defense. And they had a lead late against Marshall, second half lead against App State, double-digit lead, I think, uh, against App State in the second half. Uh, Rice, they were tied in the fourth. SMU, you're down four. You turn it over. The defense stands tall, holds them to three. You're down four and seven with the ball in the fourth quarter against SMU before that one gets out of hand. And then Charlotte last week. You're right. So the defense has kept them in games while the offense just is stuck in the mud. So I think East Carolina might be, if the trend continues, a great live bet team, Jeff, because the trends say they're pro- they, they could be in this game in the third quarter, but... Uh, they're going to lose it late because the offense continues to put the defense in bad situations. So that makes it frustrating, too. It's not like you're com- completely out of these games, Jeff, just because of what Blake Harrell and the defense are doing. Well, I, I think that's a good point. I think the concern you have in this game is obviously, and probably next week and, and really till the season ends, is you look at it against Michigan. Lost by 27, Marshall lost by 18, SMU lost by 21. And this is, I mean, outside of Michigan, this is, probably the best team you're going to play or one of the best teams you're going to play. I also look at really, and I hate to be rude, understand I'm from Philadelphia, I'm not from that area, so I don't want to be rude when I say this, but this quote by Mike Houston is absolutely tone deaf. Well, I felt like Alex at this point gave us the best chance to win the ball game. I mean, this is due to recruiting and not doing a good job recruiting. I'm not saying these kids aren't talented, but 
they, they put themselves in a really bad position by not seemingly preparing for the future after Holton Aylers. I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers have done it for years. They never quite have had a quarterback since Ben Roethlisberger, and for whatever reason, they don't seem to think that it matters. He also claims at one point he did respond and do some really good things. When? I mean, yeah. when, when is it, when is someone going to come down and say, like, we're not good enough? I mean, this is weak mediocrity, and this is what's wrong sometimes, I think, with competing. I, I know you don't want to bash your player, but, I, I mean, when did he do really good things? I didn't see that. Nadu Pike uh, on YouTube says, ask Nadu if there are odds, uh, what are the odds that Donnie Kirkpatrick will be fired this season? Uh, they got to be pretty good right now. I, I've said that if you fire Donnie right now, strip him of his play call duties, it, it's not, nothing's really going to change. They, they have what they have, but, and I like Donnie a lot as a, a person, but any coach that is coaching an offense, and you ran over some of the numbers, Jeff, I mean, Last week, 88 yards passing, 127 total yards in 2023 is just like Air Force and Navy have more passing yards than East Carolina last week. No, I mean, case in point, I mean, you look at when like an FCS team plays an FBS team, um, you know, generally they're getting into the 200s. I mean, you look at case in point, I mean, Gardner Webb had 107 total yards against East Carolina. I mean, that they even almost got to that mark and they got beat 44 nothing. I mean, it is just a putridly bad offense. And, again, I don't – you know, to the YouTuber, I, I don't think it matters. I mean, they're just kind of where they are at this point. And I feel bad because, you know, I've talked nationally about when I do shows. Like, I talk about – I talk to you guys, and I feel bad because, like, I know you guys love football, and it's it, it just sucks. Because, look, I've been there with, with teams where they just can't do anything right. And yeah. It's yeah, uh, it is tough. Uh, Jeff Nadeau joining us. He is on UTSA uh, in the Alamo Dome. Frank Harrison Company uh, getting healthy and getting right here later on in the season. All right, big man, let's talk about some uh, other games going on. And uh, Well, first of all, to recap last week, how about it was test week and Oklahoma, Texas, Washington all survived test and when they were laying big numbers didn't cover but came out with the win and then that matters to them right now because they're hoping for a championship appearance and all that i guess you could say florida state too with riley leonard getting hurt uh they were down in the second half in that game but ended up covering uh how about the the egg that north carolina laid uh as a number 10 team in the country against virginia last week yeah that was one of the more uh i think kind of but, but you know what it almost reminded me of let me ask you, I mean, deep down, do you really believe Mac Brown is, is, is the guy? At your, I mean, like, didn't you actually think that would eventually happen? Like, oh, I thought he was coming in, Jeff, just so it almost gives you, like, two or three years to find your next guy kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah that, that's yeah. kind of how I looked at it. But you know what, Cliff? It also doesn't surprise me because I think deep down, like, why, UNC seems to do this a lot, but we don't ever, like, truly believe in their defense. I mean, they give up 436 yards. I mean – Virginia is a bad football team. I mean, they are at every level. Um, they've given up 40 like it's their day job. I mean, it's just I could get maybe not covering or losing by, you know, winning by three or seven. But to lose the game outright, I mean, that's just there's no excuse for that. Um, but but we see these. I mean, we saw a couple of weeks ago Louisville went in and played a pit. Yeah. I mean, ECU might be a better passing team than Pitt. I mean, they have the worst completion percentage in America, and what did Pitt do? They dropped 38, so there's these games in college where you just got to kind of understand what the line's telling you and, and go with it. Last, last week, I mean, Duke against Florida State, prime example. 
Everyone and their mother. There's no way Duke should be a dog. There's no way it should be a 14-point dog. What they do? Lost by 18. You, you got to be able to spot those things. They do. Uh, who gets scared this week? I'll just run over some games, and you tell me if you like the uh, the points in any of them. If uh, you're taking a dog, so Oklahoma uh, on the road at Kansas. Unfortunately, Kansas uh, starting quarterback will uh, remain to be out. So uh, that that kind of stinks. I thought Kansas may be upset, and they still could, but that hurts them. Uh, how about Florida and Georgia in Jacksonville? Can Florida stay in it there? Uh, let's see, BYU at Texas. Texas, maybe a, a get-right game for them. We'll see coming up on Saturday. I like, uh, how about Arizona in their last outing? They went outright in a big way against Washington State. They got Oregon State uh, coming in this weekend. So any of those dogs, Jeff, uh, will be barking this weekend, in your opinion? Yeah, so one of the games I've, I've kind of, uh, I, I think Oklahoma. I, I think Oklahoma could have a scare because, I think what we're seeing is kind of a product of, and look, I know they beat Texas, but I think, you know, when we look back to that game, like it was a back and forth game, right? I mean, it was one of those games where you had two good teams and, you know, Oklahoma got, you know, a stop late or whatever. It could have went up. I think if they played 10 times, five times Oak will win, five times Texas will win. But other than that, when we look at Oklahoma, are you impressed by anything here? I mean, there's, there's not a lot, right? I mean, last week I thought, UCF played really well. Um, I think they're going to compete in this conference because they can score. And I look at Kansas and I say the same thing. Look, UCF's defense stinks. So does Kansas. But I think with Jason Bean, you know, I want to feel like they can compete in this game. I kind of look at it and say, well, then I worry because I look at the game against Texas and he was 9 for 21 with a 43% completion percentage. Something tells you, though, Kansas at home is the play. I look at the early number in this game. It opened 10 and a half. Uh, it was quickly bet down to 10, and I'm seeing some nines even starting to show up. Sharp money is all over uh, Kansas in this game. I think the whole thought is people don't actually believe in Oklahoma on defense. I- I'm going to lean on Kansas as the home team there. I-, I think this team's still really good offensively. Jeff Nadeau joining us. I did want to mention, too, Nadeau uh, had a good appearance Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate with us. Uh, lost Penn State, which he was freaking out about on Twitter and their offense and their performance. Uh, but you won Memphis. You won that ECU Charlotte under. And you uh, you gave out Florida State as well. And they got the cover. So uh, good performance, Jeff. Let's keep it rolling. Any other uh, winners you like for Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Yeah, you, you just kind of mentioned it. I'll go right back to the well with, with Florida State. Um, you know, this group right now is in a good predicament because um, they're going to be a favorite the rest of the way, as we know, and, and they have to win with style points. They need to blow teams out. Um, a perfect team to blow out is a team like Wake uh, off of kind of an improbable win against Pittsburgh, a game that they probably shouldn't have won, but they did due to the ineptness from Pittsburgh's quarterback and sliding. Wake is a complete disaster clip on offense. Um, they have trouble throwing the football due to the fact that they give up more sacks than virtually anyone in America. I have some real worry about big, bad Florida State up front. And look, this team can score against anybody. This is not a vintage Wake team. This is also a Wake team playing with their third-string quarterback, uh, a person called Santino Marucci, who I feel like I should talk about him maybe on the sit-down as opposed to about football. But, um, hey, the kids played okay, I guess. Um I think in all, though, I, I don't know that I trust them in a game like this. This kind of screams to me as a blowout way to happen. Florida State needs to keep leaving, no doubt. Jeff Nadeau sticking with the Knowles. Uh, 
I feel like Jamie has this question every uh, two weeks for you. Niners have lost, what, two in a row, Jeff? He says, have the Eagles taken back the uh, the best team in the NFC crown, especially with the injury issues to Purdy and uh, what the Eagles did to the Dolphins? I mean, this is it's kind of a seesaw, uh, but as of right now, are the Eagles the team to beat in the NFC? Uh, well, I have to ask, listen, I think clearly Jamie's a fan of the Niners. Actually, he is a Colts fan, uh, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, interesting. I would have thought he was a fan. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if it's close at this point. I, I don't, and listen, I'm always pretty up there with, with my predictions. And if the Eagles aren't playing well, I'll tell you, I, I think they're surely the best team in the NFC at this point. Um, I'm not going to count out other teams. I mean, I think the Niners just going through kind of a rough patch, um, you know, I, I don't think the Vikings are that bad. I know their record maybe doesn't indicate that, but they have a good offense. Um, I'm a little more concerned with Purdy, I feel like. I think the Cowboys are still pretty good. I still think the the Seahawks are a solid team. Um, So, yeah, I think the Eagles are are surely the best team right now. Um, And they got stronger adding uh, Bayard. But, um, you know, that that could all come down. I mean, it's it's a week-by-week league. We saw the Eagles lose to the Jets a couple of weeks ago. they got to go down to Landover, which is never easy. The Eagles seem to always have trouble with the Commanders. You know, beat them last year, the Commanders did. It's a close game this year. Um, the Eagles went down their first game last year and almost lost. So, yeah, this is always a tough game. Jeff Nadeau joining us, Jeff. Uh, Mark Adams coming up on the show at 4 o'clock, former Texas Tech head coach, now an assistant uh, with Mike Schwartz here at East Carolina. And that was a pretty big get for ECU. We got a lot of folks excited. Uh, ECU picked fifth in the American this year, Jeff. So yeah. uh, we'll talk some uh, Pirate Hoops coming up at 4 o'clock. Yeah, I've I got to tell you, I, I'm kind of quite intrigued by them as well. I mean, I think Cam Hayes is one of the best players in a long time that, that's been at ECU. I mean, you got some kids that have come in from bigger schools, obviously, you know, Pettiford, you know, recently, and, you know, uh, different guys. They've done a good job recruiting as well. You know, R.J. Felton's been a pretty good player for them. And, you know, getting a guy like uh, Mark Adams, he was a, a, a an analyst on TV, did a lot of uh, A-T- or, uh, AAC games and stuff of that nature. So, yeah, I think it will be pretty interesting this year for them. Uh, Fifth is, I think, quite good. They've got some good out-of-conference games with, you know, Florida and South Carolina and, Florida Atlantic, you got to go down there. Yeah, unfortunately, they don't come here, Jeff. With the, as big as the conference is, we don't play everybody home and away, so that sucks. I would but open the same thing for Temple. I would have loved to. Oh play yeah. You, do you think they'll? Uh, you like them again this year, Jeff? FAU. Yeah, I bet them. Uh, I think a day after the Final Four, <laughs> or, or you know, whatever that was. Well, that was before you knew everybody was coming back. Yeah, I, I think you have to. College basketball is all about foreshadowing, and with 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 things nowadays, it's it's so hard to predict because kids leave and whatever. But yeah, I mean they have a whole team coming back. Jalen Gaffney went down there, a, a transfer from UConn. I think this team is absolutely a, a top, uh, probably eight team in America. Um, I really like this group a lot. They do. Good stuff, man. We'll uh, reach out to you, see if we can get you on the Bud Light pregame tailgate on Saturday. We're on eleven thirty to three thirty, so we'll try to find a when. <clears throat> excuse me, window of time to chat with you on Saturday, but appreciate you joining us. Everybody check them out on Twitter at Jeff NADU. Sit down podcast, talking crime, mafia, and everything in between. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon, big man. Sounds great, Cliff. Look forward to it. Thank you, man. There is Jeff Nadu. He, uh, ever since joining us years ago, 
good or bad for or against he's been pretty good betting east carolina and uh, unfortunately he is on utsa side this weekend which you can't blame him and the way they're playing right now the way our offense is stuck in the mud um yeah kind of hard to to take the pirate would, would feel very uneasy taking the pirates this weekend what's the total john do you know off the top of your head i'll look it up if you don't i thought i saw maybe like 46 or 47 okay Let's see if I can find that real quick uh, because we are not helping in that department. It is 46 and a half, the total UTSA favored by 18 and a half. Uh, let's get a break in. We'll come back and uh, wrap up our number one, Mark Adams and Tony Dunn joining us. Our number two, we'll talk pirate hoops and NFL Monica in Greenville. I hadn't heard for her, from her in a couple weeks. Where you been on the fifth quarter, Monica? Says Nadu was right. Game one. Our offense is repulsive. Sad but true. Blake Carroll's D doing all they can to keep East Carolina in games right now. We'll be back. Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself? When you can be a pirate. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006 and are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Talk college hoops in a moment with Mark Adams, East Carolina assistant basketball coach. Speaking of college hoops, Glenn sent me this earlier this week. Forgot to get into it with Coach Mack on Tuesday. The uh, at one shining pod on X uh, put out the all name all stars in college hoops this year. Starting at guard from Rhode Island, number five, always right. Sounds like uh, should be a women's basketball player. They're always right. Am I right? <laughs> hey. hey. Oh, Sounds right. like the name of a horse, too. Always right. Always right. Coming around the corner, always right. All right, we go to, I believe this logo is for the Southern Illinois Salukis. Number 12, Chris Cross. Hey, Shirley, I wonder if he can jump, jump. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, I we just played it, a Chris Cross I, song earlier. I was wondering if they have to warm it up. Ha, he's about to. Mm-hmm. Starting at Ford, number four from Eastern Michigan, legend. How would you say G E E T E R? Jeter or Geeter? Legend Jeter. Just for the fun of it, Geeter. Geeter. Geeter Dunn, Geeter legend. Dunn. Uh, four, Rice, number 12, Camp Wagner. Uh, what team? Oh, Penn State. 
Oh, Puff Johnson. Wasn't he at North Carolina? Puff Johnson? I don't know where Puff was. I believe so. <laughs> uh, Illinois has a uh, Ford big man named Dane Danger. D-A-I-N-J-A. Dane Danger for three. Danger. Danger Will Robinson. Old mystical song. Georgetown, number 24, Ford. What I'm trying to be every night at home. Supreme Cook. Supreme Cook. He's got to be able to do damage in the kitchen. All right. This guy's mom said, I'm going to, I like, I like hoops, but I also like music. And she said, I'm going to name my Dayton basketball playing son, Kobe Elvis. What a combo. Wow. Kobe Elvis. Uh, let's see. Uh, Southern Cal. Wasn't this guy a big recruit? Boogie Ellis. I feel like I've heard of him. Yeah, definitely. Boogie Ellis. Boogie uh north carolina has a player named cormac ryan cormac that's an interesting name georgia has a guy named blue cane blue cane that's my boy you're my boy blue west virginia number 13 acock acock okay a-k-o-k a-k-o-k a cock a cock <laughs> a cock a cock a for three when he dunks it if I was the announcer a cock a cock a cock a cock a cock a cock a Wagner Churchill Bounds not Churchill Downs Churchill Bounds interesting wow. surely we are one and Tony Dunn just texted me so he'll be the third Tony UAB has a guy named Tony Tony we Tony, just, Tony, Tony has done it again. Feels good. Tony, Tony. Hey. If I had no... Hey, Gary Hahn. If you're playing against UAB, calling the game, how would it sound? Calling this guy. And a pass out to Tony, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> and a pass out to Tony, Tony. He shoots it. He got it. You need to send it down to Tony to get an update All on right, the injury. Let's get out of Tony Haynes on the sideline. Uh, Tony, uh, what's going on with Tony, Tony? <laughs> And let's go down. There was an injury for the Wolfpack earlier. Let's go down to Tony. Uh, Tony, give us an update on Tony. Tony. Uh, Boise State has a guy named Fred's Paul's Bagatiskis. My goodness. Fred's? Bagat- what? What? Fred's? Can you zoom in a little bit? Fred's? A little bit. <laughs> Fred's Paul's. How Fred's Paul's Bogatskis. 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 Fred's Paul's Bogatskis. You got Fred Paul's Bogatskis? Fred I Paul's Bogatskis. Forgot my skis. Forgot my skis? Yeah. I like that. I uh, do not know this logo, but Sincere Malone will be playing for them. Northwestern has Boo Booey. Oh. Baba Booey? So people will literally <laughs> boo you. Fa Fa Fafa Fufa. Baba Booey. Gardner Webb has Taku Youngblood. Oh, wow. We need to take a break. Oh, I've seen this one. Cincinnati. Jizzle James. <laughs> His name, not mine. Here goes Jizzle. <laughs> with the dribble. Here comes Jizzle with the dribble. Stop, Pop. He got it. Ah, <laughs> oh, that jumper's wet tonight. <laughs> 
Let's take a break on that one. Jizzle, here goes Jizzle. When we return. Oh, no. We're in trouble. Mark Adams will join us. Jizzle's got the rizzle. Are you sure he wants to join us after this? He's not listening. We're fine. Okay. We're boy, I know him. He, we're, we're good friends. Yeah, Chandler's oh, been texting oh. with him all the Oh, okay. So Can't you, wait to hear you. You, you kind of gave him a, a kind of a rundown of how we do things around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, okay. we're boys. Right. We'll take a break. Come back. Hour two, Pirate Radio Live. Mark Adams after this. And when you give me that pretty little pout, it turns me inside out. Something about you, baby. I don't. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years, and you can shop online anytime at piratewear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. All right, back with you. Hour two, Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Still to come on today's show, we have got... Marcus Crandall, ECU Hall of Famer, and Kevin Monroe, color analyst for Pirate Football. So we'll talk some Pirate Football in Hour 3. Tony Dunn joins us later this hour to uh, pick our Week 8 NFL game. Surely we got Mark Adams good to go on the Halloween Express live line. Halloween is quickly approaching. Get your shopping done at Halloween Express right next to Target. It is Greenville's premier Halloween superstore, Halloween Express. And on that live line, ECU assistant basketball coach Mark Adams joins us. Uh, Coach Adams, appreciate your time today. How you doing? I'm doing great, Cliff. Thank you for having me on. I guess this this is my first to be on the on your show so i'm, I'm honored to, to be your guest Thank the you. the honor is ours and uh you and chandler uh became fast friends at media day last week i've uh, enjoyed uh the listening to that chat and we played that on the air last week but it's great to have you on the show and and coach it was great to hear you talk about the personnel of this team and and vice versa the guys on this roster talk about you so how have you enjoyed your short time here in greenville and, and with this east carolina basketball team yeah, it, you know, it's been a, a great start for me. Uh, I, I got out here and, uh, and for about 1st of July, and, and uh, boy, I was welcomed with open arms with the staff. Love Coach Schwartz and feel uh, blessed to be uh, that I was chosen by him. And, and uh, that's, uh, boy, I tell you what, every day I wake up excited to be a part of this basketball program. And, and then the players, I was uh, just so impressed that my first impression the first day I saw them back in the summer, I went, wow, these, we've got athletes, we've got length here and size and, and some experience. And, and uh, so, you know, it's, uh, 
Uh, it's uh, you know great to be here, and I, I see a team with a lot of potential, and uh, I think we're going to win a lot of games this year. If you got a question for Coach Adams, you can get that in on YouTube, Facebook Live, or Twitter, and we'll pass it along. We got a few rolling in right now, um, Coach. With the the way that it ended at Texas Tech, and you coming here to East Carolina, I, I'm just curious. Was did you have to have some some talks with the players? Were there questions asked about fact and fiction, and and everything that was out there? And if so, what were those? Uh, conversations like those first conversations with the pirate players well not, not a lot clip you know I'm, I'm kind of an open book and and just uh you know shoot from the hip and and uh so i told you know, i love texas tech and and uh i grew up in that area my mom's 93 she still lives about 30 miles from there both my children i graduate texas tech is is uh did i and spent uh, seven years in assistant coach at tech under uh uh, Tubby Smith and then uh, Chris Beard, and that was an unbelievable experience. And then uh, my dream came true to coach in my alma mater when I was the head coach for uh, for two years there. And and uh, you know I I'm I'm glad that uh, God gave me that opportunity and and uh, I had a lot of fun. We had a little bit of turbulence the second year, but. Uh, uh, you know, you just go through that in, in this profession. Coach, I remember listening to an East Carolina basketball game, and I just looked it up so I can get the correct date. It was November 26, 2015, during the Thanksgiving break, and I'm listening to the late, great Jeff Charles and Cy Seymour on the call. And and Cy, I, I've talked to Cy. He said he has introduced himself to you, and y'all have chatted, uh, but but he is, he is the best. Love talking basketball with him. But he always talks so great about the other team, and, and I'm listening to ECU versus Arkansas Little Rock, and and Little Rock's winning, and I'm upset, and he's talking about Chris Beard and Mark Adams and how great these guys are, and I'm like, come on, Cy, we got to beat this team. Well, turns out Cy was right, as he usually is. Uh, some great coaches there, but I do remember listening to that game all those years ago, and uh, and, and Cy, well, we talked about it last time he was on the show with me, just the, the pedigree of Mark Adams and, and all your coaching experience and, and all your stops along the way. Well, y'all are too kind. But inside, he's he's uh, has so much enthusiasm, and he's and he's so positive. He he makes me feel better about myself every time I hang on. Yes, sir. I need to need to see him more often. But uh, great supporter, loves pirates and pirate basketball. But yeah, and that was a heck of a game. I remember it really well. And 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 uh, yeah, we that was one of our better games. But that that team, uh, the, you know, at Little Rock reminds me a lot of this team here with low expectations. Uh, you know, picked uh, uh, you know somewhere in the middle of the bottom of the pack, and and we surprised everybody. Won the conference, and then got to the NCAA tournament, and ups uh, set Purdue, and uh, boy, had a great finish. And you know, I think this team has a lot of the same characteristics of that team back in 2015. Talking to Mark Adams on the Halloween Express live line, East Carolina basketball quickly approaching. And if you got a question, you can get it in. Um, Jamie's got a couple. And uh, he says, what are ECU's offensive and defensive philosophies? Uh, he says, what do you want to do on offense, coach? And and I know you and Coach Schwartz are, are defensive-minded coaches. So what do you want to do defensively? Uh, can you answer that one, kind of generally speaking? Well, I'll I'll, I'll try, and I've been, you know, I was under two really good head coaches. Heck, both of them were uh, uh, national coaches of the year. And but with Coach Schwartz, I mean, he he's they were two peas in a pod, and we learned from each other. He loves defense, and uh, the other coaches like defense a lot. But I mean, he understands, uh, and as I do, that that 
defense will keep you in any game. May not win it for you. You may have to have the offense, but even when your offense isn't cooking, you can you can run your defense. And so, but our philosophy, you know, on both ends of the floor, I think if Coach Ward Source stands the same way. We want to attack. We want to be first, throw the first punch, be as aggressive as we can. You know, Cliff, we just feel like that the most aggressive team wins, and that's what we're going to put on the floor, a team that's going to fight and be physical and, and to be first on the floor for the loose balls and a, and a team that we think that the fans uh, uh, in this area are going to embrace and, and love watching play. Coach, uh, another question from Jamie says, what's the biggest difference between coaching players in the 80s, 90s compared to today, uh, positives and negatives? What? And look, you, you got to keep up with the times or you get left behind. So there are changes. There are some things that will never change about basketball and coaching. So how would you answer that? What are the, the biggest differences? Get a pass on that one. I, you know, we may uh, take me a whole nother show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, coaches can talk about for a long time and, but, you know, just like, I mean, maybe raising kids and, and uh, you know, the th- times are different now. You've got social media, you've got so many more distractions, and and uh, it seems like kids are growing up a lot quicker, and they've got so many people around them telling them what to do. And so, uh, yes, it's more challenging. Uh, I think, you know, back in those early days, you could just say, hey, you know, tell the player, you know, we got to do this, and they weren't asking questions. But now you, you have to not only tell them what you're going to do, but explain why and get them to buy in and, so it, yeah, it's a little more of a different man. That's a, that's an adjustment that I've had to make over the years. But at the end of the day, still discipline and uh, and commitment, uh, connection with the team and each other, being unselfish, putting the team first is still what it's all about. And player retention has been an issue at East Carolina way before the days of the transfer portal, Coach. And, and we would tend to, to have guys on the all-freshman team, and then by the time they're sophomore or juniors, they'll be out of the program. And then I give Mike Schwartz and the staff uh, and you guys a ton of credit for Brandon Johnson, R.J. Felton, Ezra, everybody just sticking around, buying in. And, and you talked about uh, having a culture and things like that, and it feels like the buy-in is all in uh, for this roster, this team. Is that something you've noticed since you've, you've been here? You know, Cliff, that's the first thing I did notice, and I thought that was so unique about this program. When uh, With the portal and, and the NIL, uh, everybody's losing players, and it's just fruit basket turnover. But here, uh, Coach Schwartz and his staff has, have done a great job connecting with the players, with their player development. All these guys are bought in, and here they've got eight guys back, uh, and I think uh, seven of those guys started, and and so they have one of the strongest nucleus in the country returning. And again, you have to get a lot of credit to the players, to the to the staff, to this program, to the culture, to the fans that uh, have kept them here. And coach, uh, you know all about elite talent, uh, the places you have been, the places you have coached, and uh, a couple of guys I want to ask you about. We'll start with Brandon Johnson. His game got further away from the basket last year, and we didn't see all the work he put in in the offseason, so I had no idea opening night last year he'd come out and shoot 10 or 12 threes or whatever and hit a bunch of them, but that was a pleasant surprise. Now you, for him to be uh, the elite of the elite, he's got to do it both inside and outside. So what have you seen in his game and uh, and Mike Schwartz said he's taken even another step this offseason to become a better player. Yeah, you know, Clip, I didn't realize uh, just how special Brandon uh, was until I heard his story. And he came from junior college and wasn't a good three-point shooter, but then you hear all the hours that he's worked in the gym. And, and I mean, just he's just a tireless worker. And uh, he has the size at 6'9", and, and, uh, but he's, he's got a great three-point shot now. He works all the time on and off the floor. If you want to, if you ever want to find, you know, you can probably see him about six thirty or seven here in the 
in the gym shooting in the mornings and just loves the game, has great passion, and, and he's one of our best defensive players, which I love. But we, there's a, a word we use a lot, just continuous, which I, I didn't – it's a new word to me, but, you know, it's because in basketball it's a continuous sport, and Brandon's probably one guy on our team never stops. He's always moving, blocking out, running up down for offense or defense and, and talking. And so uh, he really is a uh, cornerstone of this basketball team. And Coach, I want to ask you about Ezra as well. We saw some amazing flashes uh, from him as a freshman, and you hope uh, his game can get a little further away from the basket. But, man, he is a talent. Uh, how good can Ezra be, and, and what do you kind of focus want to focus on him with to improve his game? Guys, Cliff, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. He's, he's got uh, <laughs> such a high ceiling. I mean, he's, when I saw him the first, second day, I just thought, who is that guy? Because he's, I mean, he moves like he's 6'1", but he's, you know, he's 6'8", and, and he's strong and, and so physical. And, and when he wants to, he can guard anybody on the floor. And so, uh, and that's a little bit of a curse because now we expect so much out of it, you know, because he can do so much. But he's a very, uh, he can be a very dominating player when he puts his mind to it. And he's getting better. He's getting better all the time, but if we can ever get him totally locked in, you know, uh, for the full 40 minutes and, and, uh, and, you know, then he, I'm telling you, that guy could be really special and, and be the catalyst of this team as far as uh, us going on and winning championships. We'll go another five minutes or so with Coach Mark Adams, and we got questions rolling in. If you want to get one in, uh, you can put it on uh, our YouTube, Facebook Live, or Twitter. And uh, Irving has a question for you, Coach. He says, general question, uh, are the days of a dominant physical high-scoring center gone indefinitely in college basketball? And, uh, you know, it does seem like everything's cyclical. Maybe we'll get back to that point at some point, but uh, Irving's right. That has kind of disappeared from the game. What are your, your thoughts on that, Coach? You know, Cliff, I want first. Y'all got some uh, educated uh, <laughs> uh, viewers out there because that's a really good question, Irving. Because uh, you, you know, you look at the NBA and and you look across the NCAA. There's not many teams that still have those dominant big guys like we did back with you know when UCLA UCLA had had Walton and Jabbar and those guys. And you still see Purdue. You still see teams. Uh, uh, you know. I think I think Purdue and then uh, Gonzaga's another one, and they're still playing, you know, going inside. But now everybody believes in spacing and spreading it out. So uh, NBA the same way. Even though I, I start to see a little bit of a trend back to guys posting up, but uh, you know they're even talking about NCA rule widening the lanes even more, which kind of hurts the post players. So uh, the trend and the movement right now is away from post players, and they want guys to face up and spread the floor and drive and. And, uh, you know, and then an upper tempo. And that's just, it's all about entertainment. And that's, uh, I think that's where we're headed. I had a question too, Coach, about the new block charge rule. And uh, have you looked into this at all? And, and what's your, t- as a defensive guy, maybe you like the, the charges uh, on the court, but uh, what's your take on the block charge? And, and are they trying to clean that up some? We were going so well. Now you're depressing me. That just, that. <laughs> That is, uh, for our defensive guy, we love the charge. It's the biggest play in basketball. It, it represents, you know, a player sacrifices his body for his teammates. And, and you know, he's drawing a foul. He's, he's uh, giving that team another foul. He's giving that player a foul. And, and it shows toughness. And now, now they're they're moving away from it. And so we're going to have to make some adjustments. But they're saying, I even heard the other day that one of the officials said, like, 90% of all of the charges called last year would be blocks now. So. Wow. Uh, you may see me, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm, I may have to go on strike against that, but I'm, I'm I hate it, but we, it's here. And, and I'm hoping that this last year we'll go back to letting guys take charges. 
we uh we might see mark adams get a technical or two if uh, what's your technical and ejection record coach how many of those you got on your resume can you count them probably it's going to go up because Schwartz is letting me uh, complain. Well, I'm going to be checking. My hand. I, I, you know, I have only, I had a handful of technicals, but uh, uh, I just, uh, you know, not that that's a good thing. Maybe I ought to be yelling and screaming more. But uh, yeah, I always hope that our, you know, that the coaches, you know, you have to set a good example for the for the players and not let your emotions get too wild. But but uh, yeah, yeah. If we if we don't get the right call on the charge, I may be the first guy on the floor clip. Uh, Mark Adams joining us. Ramey Stein's a great Eastern North Carolina guy, and he's a referee. We always ask him about coaches. He does ACC. Have you had any run-ins? Uh, do you know Ramey Stein's coach? I do know him, not as well. You know, I don't think he called as much in the Big Twelve. Yeah. But uh, but I have, yeah, he has calls games. Think a lot of him, and and uh, you know, and I really, you know, I will say this: I've coached on all levels, senior college, NAIA, Division two, and and then Division one, and and. Usually the and they're good referees on all levels, but when you get to this, uh, you know, to these uh, this stage and and these uh, getting this uh, these type of coaches and and players and on this high D one, they're a better officiating. So most of the time, the officiators have been really good. And even, you know, you can, even when they've lost, I feel like that we've uh, you know we got a, a good shake on things. So that's one good thing about. Uh, you know, being here at ECU or even back in the Big 12, if you're going to get a good officiating. Mark Adams joining us, Halloween Express live line, and uh, really enjoying the chat, Coach. And we'll ask you a couple more and, and let you run. I am excited for you to experience Menji's Coliseum. When, when the folks get in there, it gets really loud, and people are excited about ECU basketball. And I talked to Coach Riley Davis and said, Coach, this doesn't matter to you, but East Carolina has not had a lot of success. But uh, you can tell Coach Davis, Coach Schwartz, yourself, uh, the the past is the past, and and I know you guys really believe you can build a winner here, and, and that's got folks excited around here, Coach. Yeah, you know, no doubt, and and, and uh, we've been spoiled because we've been from winning programs, and those guys at Tennessee and and experience we, that we've had at Texas Tech, and so you know we know we know a lot about winning, but so are our players. So they, they're thirsty, they're ready to win, and you know, with and I saw we've been to several football games and see just the great uh, student support over there has been been wonderful if we can get uh, just a third of those students into the menu then we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of fun so i, I tell you uh, some of the the formula in winning is having a good home court advantage and that means having your season ticket holders all show up and and having uh, the students in there and and uh, you know i think we're going to get there so we, we've uh, talked a lot to uh, our fans i think our season ticket holder base is up and we've sold as many as they've ever sold before and and we've had several meeting, uh, meetings with our students, and so they're uh, they're ready to support us. And hey, it's the uh, World Series is right around the corner. Halloween, it's starting to get cold outside. That <laughs> means that uh, November's here, and basketball's right around the corner. Time to tip it off. Getting excited, Coach. Uh, just to get to know you a little bit, what do you like to do in your downtime? Uh, you you're outdoors? You you got TV shows? What do you like to do when you're, you're away from basketball? Yeah. You know, Cliff, I'm 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 pretty boring. I, I watch uh, NBA games and and uh, watch a lot of film. And now that I moved out here, I've, I've never fished a day in my life. But uh, there's a we got a fishing hole close to our house, and so I've I've done some fishing. And <laughs> but I love love the scenery, the weather, the trees, the water. 
and most important, the people out here have just been, they've just been great. They've welcomed my wife and I with open arms, and, and uh, we're so excited to be here, Cliff. And Chandler asked you a question, and I could tell you're a veteran, about the Texas uh, brisket barbecue versus the Eastern North Carolina barbecue, and you answered it. Uh, true coach speak, you said Eastern North Carolina barbecue is the best, but uh, Jeff is asking if you got a favorite spot yet in Greenville for barbecue. You know, I, I don't. Even though I've got, I've had uh, at least uh, uh, a dozen people tell me their favorites. <laughs> but I've, uh, but, you know, I love barbecue. I, but I hadn't got out. Hey, Coach Schwartz keeps me too busy. I'm working. <laughs> Chandler, you and uh, Coach Adams going to hit up Sam Jones at some point, right? Is that the? That's uh, what he said. Yeah. Coach, okay. you still down for that? <laughs> I told him I'd buy, buy him barbecue. He, he just tell me when. <laughs> All right. There you good. go. Coach Adams, really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for joining us here on Pirate Radio. Cannot wait to right. see this team on the court, but uh, we appreciate your time today. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me on. God bless you guys. Appreciate it. All right. There is Mark Adams. Man, really enjoyed talking to Coach Adams and uh, great gentleman. Uh, Chandler, we saw that when he got to know you and meet you at Media Day and uh, really enjoy. Hey, shout out to the chat gang. Y'all were upstaging me with some great questions there. He enjoyed those, so that was fun. Man, I just hope this team can 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 continue the excitement that people have now on into the season. You know what I mean? Let's let's get some W's. Let's let's beat the teams we're supposed to beat. I've already I was already looking at the schedule, Chandler, to to see you know when South Carolina rolling into town. When, and that, where's South Carolina at? Where is who's their coach? It's not Frank Martin. Uh, that game is on December 9th. Can we have a a good record until then? It'd have to be undefeated, but something in one, something in two at the worst to give us something to be excited about. Pack Menjis for that game. And then you got Florida, the very next game. Get some momentum heading into the conference back opener. Back-to-back SEC games? Yeah, back-to-back. Wow. Back. We're playing the SEC schedule, baby. This is a big time. <laughs> Pay no attention to Maryland Eastern Shore and Delaware State. Fair them. Fair them. But, I mean, it is a mix. I'd I'd like to see it a little better. But you got to win these games. you got to win these non-conference games. At George Mason's a a good game. UNCW at home is a big game. So it's a mix of, yeah, we need to win these. And, hey, let's uh, maybe pull an upset. Yeah, and Coach Mark Adams brings a lot of knowledge to this basketball program and for him to be a defensive guy just like Mike Schwartz, to have the uh, relationship that he has with Riley Davis, it just brings a lot of excitement that already was with this basketball program. I feel like his addition was late in the offseason, and we already kind of knew what was coming in, what we had gotten, and to add Mark Adams to the staff is great. I mean, looking the back, you mentioned Arkansas Little Rock, and I was like, you know what? I forgot about Chris Beard being there, and I believe he knocked off somebody in the tournament years ago. Went to YouTube, and it was Purdue they knocked off. And uh, on the bench, I saw Coach Mark Adams coaching with Chris Beard. So uh, I believe he said he's really good friends with Rick Barnes. He was able to coach under Tubby Smith, who we've seen come to the Menjis before with a Memphis team, High Point. Um, so I'm very excited to have him on this staff, and I'm very excited about this basketball season in general with the guys that we have returning and the new guys that we have coming on this team. Let's get a break in. We'll come back, switch gears, and talk some NFL. Can the Panthers get win number one? They got the Texans going into Charlotte this week, coming off a bye. New play caller. New lease on life. No more Mr. Nice Guy, baby. No more Mr. Nice Guy. We'll have our Week 8 picks. Talk to Tony Dunn when we return after these words. 
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's U.S. Cellular locations and experience the highest standard of customer service. The purpose of the Atlantic Wireless Store experience is to inform, illuminate, and inspire. Find the location near you at AtlanticWireless.com. Atlantic Wireless, we go beyond the call. And Bud Light reminds Pirate fans to always stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Welcome back, Shirley Rhodes. Good to have you here. Shirley could not eat eight hot dogs in one sitting like Wes Hines. No, I cannot. Nor would she try or like to do that. No, I'm pretty sure that my stomach would not like me after that. Mm. Uh, we'll have to do our national days update. We haven't done that. Oh, yeah, in a we while. haven't done that in a while. Yeah. Let's, uh, we'll do that. But right now, we'll head out to the Halloween Express live line. Folks, Halloween Express is Greenville's premier Halloween superstore. You you know that superstore, but what does that mean? Chan has been in there, shot a video, took you around, did a virtual tour of yeah. the store. Yeah. You can find that on our social media. So much there for you. Maybe you're a uh, you're like last minute Halloween party. Went and picked mine up today. Actually, there you go. Shirley's getting her. She's at the superstore. At the superstore. Super- as a matter of fact, Lisa Cartwright sure. was the one that helped me um, match a certain piece of apparel that I needed for my particular costume because Ooh. the costume did not come with one particular piece and I needed some help. And uh, Lisa helped me out and uh, we got all the pieces together and I will premiere my Halloween costume for this year because everybody who's listened to the show long enough knows that my godson jason picks out my halloween costume every year he picked it out again this year i figure i've got maybe this year and maybe next year before he becomes too cool to dress up for halloween so i'm gonna uh suck it up for another year and so lisa helped me out got me all settled and i am good to go you can be like shirley and get your costume at halloween express right next to target in greenville tyler asking how would shirley rate joey's live reads we're gonna have to uh play those for shirley uh, yeah did pretty oh good. wait joey yeah. did live reads? he did a couple of live reads he did them really? and he did like a voice well yesterday he did them in his normal voice uh the previous day he went announcer uh, yeah, that was back very, to the show very strange really uh jamie says tony is not in studio what do you mean? He's sitting right here. Do That's not, his Halloween costume. Do you not see him, Jamie? He's gone as the Invisible Man, that movie that came out a couple they've, years ago. They've got that one. The, he must have went to the Halloween Express Superstore. So I don't know why one. I even said Halloween Express Live Line, because Tony's right beside me. What's up, Tony? Going. Hey, good to see you, man. Yeah. Uh, hey. It's, uh, it's, uh, you know, I lost a little weight. Give me a high, <laughs> give me a high five. <laughs> Oh, that was a good five. Good high five, man. Yeah. That was solid. It's good to see you, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's good to be here. <laughs> Tony, uh, yeah, this is, I feel like I'm piling on at this point. 
but I'm sure you've seen it online or whatever. The uh, the stat, the fact that the Hornets have a win before the Panthers. Oh yeah, I watched it. <laughs> Good. You watched the uh, the game last night. Yeah, I did, and somehow Lamelo outshot uh, what's that guy for the heart? Trey Young. The, yeah, and Lamelo's got got to have one of the ugliest shots in the world. It is awkward. Yeah, and uh, he'll throw up some air balls too. I saw a few of those last night, but. Uh, did enough for the Hornets to get the win, and maybe, maybe a little mojo can be passed to the team uh, in the same city, the Carolina Panthers. So this is coming off a of bye week. I uh, handed over the play calling duties right to Thomas Brown. So Tony, are you expect? Look here at East Carolina, we're not seeing any changes. It's kind of the same old thing. It's very frustrating on offense. Do you think the Panthers look any different or play any different on offense on Sunday? Well, well, that's certainly the hope. Uh, I do think that there will be a a noticeable feel. It's not like they're going to have different players and personnel. And uh, I mean, and obviously, you can only do so much. Is that why we always complain about run up the middle and? you know, vanilla play calling, as people say. And look, I mean, you might as well echo the same uh, things that people say about the pirate play calling for the Carolina Panthers. I think, look, is we always target play calling when things aren't working. You know, you got to go out there and execute. Uh, you got to run the ball uh, to keep defenses honest. And uh, the problem is, is when you call a run play and uh, the blockers don't block well and the you know, they don't get the push. It doesn't matter if you call it to the left, to the right, of the middle. If those things aren't going to work. But I do think, look, I'm really, uh, I am excited, or should I say hopeful, because uh, I think that sometimes that for Frank Reich, it was managing the game and managing the play calls was a bit overwhelming to him, to the fact of he was calling plays and, he said, I called a play for Adam Thielen. He wasn't on the field at one point. And then another invisible man on the, on that down. And then uh, there was a recently, um, they asked why Terrace Marshall Jr. wasn't involved in the game. He's like, uh, I forgot he was on the team. So, uh, hmm. you know, there's been some issues when it came to late, uh, you know, late second quarter clock management and some things that, you know, I hope that it's going to free uh, Frank Reich up a little bit to have that more overview of the game. And I think having the younger guy and a fresh look and a fresh feel could change some formations, change a little style maybe. And I think he's going to be, you know, these guys have been listening to the noise. They can't not listen to it. Uh, so I think he's going to be thinking about some of the things that people have been saying and maybe the problems that have been facing the Panthers so far and hopefully he's going to take some some of those things into account and it's a very very important game for the team uh, and not just because they're winless and they need a win but the stakes are very high as you host a Houston Texans team who has uh, really been surprisingly good and if you look at their schedule could be making a real playoff run I mean they've got a real easy schedule going forward and so the narrative for Panther fans is going to be, regardless of anything about how good the teams are overall, it's Bryce, it's CJ Stroud versus Bryce Young, and uh, a loss here is going to send Panther fans into um, severe depression. And um, you know, I'm 
I'm looking forward to the post-game show this week, uh, regardless, is that if we get a win, it's going to be fun to have that feeling of a win. And if there is a loss, boy, there will be the phone lines may melt. I know exactly what you mean. Tony Dunn joining us on the Halloween Express live line. Uh, We got to get to the picks. We're a little pressed for time. And we have a question we got to answer from Josh. He says, Clip, what is the proper age that kids should stop trick-or-treating and dressing up for Halloween? Um, I would say, and Tony's got three kids, so he I'll ask him this question. Chandler doesn't, but he was once a kid. He doesn't have any. A 13? Is that a fair number? Uh, I would say after the first year of being a teenager, yes. Tony, what do you got? I think it's once you get your driver's license. So I think you could get up to 15. I think uh, you get one. I think 13 and 14 are the years you get to go trick-or-treating potentially with no costume. No costume? No. Uh-uh. You got to – what is that? Nope. Is that a thing? They're a chaperone, dude. Like, I mean, I want my son to take my girls trick-or-treating. But they but don't. He still gets triggered. Like he gets candy and stuff. He won't. He won't go. I don't know if he's gone in the last couple of years, to be honest. Uh, but uh, I think that yeah, I mean the chaperone. If it's a kid chaperone and walk the kids up, and they should be able to get their little bag too. Okay, but the younger kids are wearing costumes. Totally. Oh, okay. All right, I got you. All right, that's fair. But yeah, I mean Tony, you're definitely right. If you can drive and park in a house's parking lot and walk up there. You're too old. Yeah. And you're wasting resources at that point. But, uh, hey, man, pandemic, uh, pandemic trick-or-treating has been awesome, man. They just leave it on the porch. Yeah. We've kind of just, as a society, gotten further and further away from one another. All these devices that bring us closer together as the world really just tear us further apart. We'll be back after this. All right. Let's get to the picks. I don't like what Joey did. A real break. (laughs) Joey. Am I supposed to be keeping up with Danny's? Yes. You're going to be responsible for telling me Danny's picks. Joey Mark. So, Chandler, when you send me your picks when you're not here, you highlight a team. Yep. Joey marked through a team and then said, the team unmarked is my pick. I don't like that. I don't like what he did there. Uh rookie all right let's get let's get to him what an idiot we'll start thursday night football tonight bucks at bills i'll take the bills coming off oh by the way records last week was the worst week in pick history which is why i brag so much the previous week because you never know when you're going to fall off the mountain so while you're on the mountain you need to tell everybody you need to go tell it on the mountain because last week i won three games and I don't know anything about football. The previous week, I did. Uh, we have a problem with to- uh, Danny's pick. I have 61 wins. Joey has 59. Tony has 56. Danny has 56. Chandler has 54. What's the problem? Uh, he does not have a pick for tonight's game. Son of a man. I hate these interns, man. They are worthless. They're the worst. They are absolutely worthless. All right, we'll find it uh, before tonight. I'll take the Bills. Uh, Joey will take the... Do we have another problem? Did he not do it? He didn't pick it either. 
We're all going to pick the Bills, so we'll just skip it. We'll skip that game. Rams and Cowboys. Tony, who you got? I want to say the interns pick the Bucks, and then we all pick the Bills. I need these wins. <laughs> uh, what's this new? What's the other game? What's the next? Rams and Cowboys. Oh, uh, I'm picking the Cowboys. I'm taking the boys, Chandler. I'm going with the Cowboys. All right, and Danny's going Cowboys. Looks like Joey's going Rams. If I'm to believe his pick process. So everybody's taking the boys except Joey. All right, Vikings at Packers. Vikings. Man, it's weird to pick games on Thursdays because I feel like the Vikings just played when they won on Monday night. Uh, Joey's going to take the Packers at home. Boy, should I believe in the Packers after what they did last week? I don't. You're taking the Vikings, Tony? I am. Okay. Roll, man. Their defense is playing a lot better. Uh, Kirk Cousins is out there doing his thing. And, you know, I mean, they're finding – they're playing – they're playing without uh, – I mean, they're just playing with their life on the line, dude. They went with their 0-4, what, they run, reel off three in a row or something like that? Who, the Vikings? Yeah. They started 0-4, so – Oh, yeah, they did start over. Yeah. Um, I'm still going to take the Packers for yeah. some unknown reason. Danny's going – go ahead, Tony. I'm sorry. One more note is uh, their run started with the get-right team, the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> they did. Yeah. The old get-right. Uh, Danny's going Vikings. I'm going to go Green Bay. All right. This is just a tough, tough back and, uh, back-to-back games for the Vikings. And it's on the road. All right. Fair enough. Uh, we're going to have to go lightning round, boys. All right. Falcons at Titans – Chad, I despise your team. The Titans are home dogs, and I'm going to pick them. Give me the Titans. Titans. All right, Tony. Falcons. I think Falcons. Will Levis making the start? Mm. Well, uh, okay. That might be better than Tana Wheels or whatever Chad wants to call them. Uh, who's Danny got? He's got the Titans. All right, and Joey has the Titans. So that puts Tony on Falcons Island. Joey was on a lot of islands last week and won a bunch of them. Saints at Colts. Saints are weird. They're just not very good. Joey's taking the Saints. I will take the Colts at home. Tony? I'm going Colts at home. Danny? Danny's going Colts. I'm going Colts. All right. Joey likes being on an island. A lot of losing records. Pats at Dolphins. Anybody want to take the Pats? Negative. Let's see if Danny takes his own team. They did get off the mat last week. Ah, nope. Everybody going Dolphins? Yep, Dolphins. All right. Uh, yeah. 300th win for Belichick, by the way, against the Bills in a crazy upset. There you go. Jets at Giants. Give me the J-Men. <laughs> take the Jets. Joey is taking the Jets. I'm taking the team that plays at that stadium. Which one? Gotcha. Um, I'm going, man, give me the Jets. All right. Uh, Tony. Uh, I'm going to go with the Jets. Uh, gosh, man, the Giants. Man, you're stupid commanders, dude. Ugh. Uh, I know. Tyrod Taylor versus that defense. I mean, Tyrod Taylor is actually probably an upgrade for that team in some ways. Um, I 
I think I'm going Jets, man. I think they're feeling it, and uh, they want Aaron Rodgers to come back at that end playoff run. Danny. He's going Jets. All right. Uh, Jags at Steelers. Uh, this is a fascinating game to me because the Jags are red hot. They are road favorites in Pittsburgh, Tony. And they have not been good, though, either. They've been barely winning. And I, I, If Mike Tomlin is an underdog, I pick him to win. So give me the Steelers. I did it last week. It worked out. I'm doing it again. Steelers. And uh, Danny's going Steelers. Tony, you going Steelers? I am. <laughs> All right. Joey is going Jaguars. Another Joey Island. Eagles at Commanders. Y'all know how I feel. Hot seat, Ron Rivera. But I feel like this is the breaking point. Remember when uh, Washington ended his Panthers career? This could be one of those. This could be. This could be bad. This could be blowout, booze, Rivera fired, trade Chase Young. Like everything could come crashing down here. Give me the Eagles. Joey's taking the Eagles. Eagles as well, but I don't think it's a blowout. I think it's going to be a crazily dumb, boring game of like 17-14 Eagles. All right, Danny and Chandler? Uh, both Eagles. Texans at Panthers. Here we go, boys. I'm going Panthers. Tony? I want to go last. <laughs> I'm going with the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Joey Joey's going to the game and he is taking the Panthers what is Danny taking the Texans good okay because now I feel like Tony can still pick the Panthers I know I'm taking the Texans I, I I'm sticking to my guns I'm not picking the Panthers until they actually win so I will lose the game that they win on purpose ah uh, I understand this one is uh I like this game Browns at Seahawks Sounds kind of gross on the surface, but this should be a fun game. P.J. Walker's starting again? Yep. I love P.J. Walker. Seahawks guy roast uh, Deshaun Watson? No. Oh, man. He said something to the effect of uh, that the doctors told him no, and he finally listened to someone who said no. Hello. Hello. Joey's taking the Browns. Chandler. I'm also going Browns. Danny's going with the home Seahawks. I'm taking the Seahawks. I'm Seahawks. All right. Uh, Chiefs at Broncos. Tony, the uh, Chiefs have beat the Broncos 16 times in a row. Make it 17. (laughs) I'm with you. Everybody on the Chiefs? Yep. Do we not agree? Ravens at Cardinals. Good grief. The Ravens put it on the lines last week. That was disgusting. Did you have the lines too, Tony? Yeah. Or did you take the Ravens? I take the Ravens. I'm uh, one of the few people. Yeah. I'm learning some lessons, dude. Good. I'm learning some lessons. I mean, it's about time. You're in your 40s and you've watched football for over half your life. Yeah. Well, I also went under 500, so I haven't learned that many. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, well, Joey had the best week. You had the second best week last week. I know, I know, and I mean, and look, if it wasn't for some just banana upsets, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to the the Bills losing, the 49ers losing, you know, I mean, that was just, that's just the NFL, um, but uh, what are we on, the Ravens, who are we on? Ravens at Cardinals, I'll take Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, Baltimore is, Baltimore is a legit Super Bowl contender, man, Lamar's playing out of his mind, and 
we've just we fell into the national media that said, "Oh, the Ravens secondary is hurt." No, their defense is playing great. I fell into just thinking the Lions were the real deal and could go win, and and I was sorely mistaken. Nobody wins in Baltimore. All right, yeah, I've watched the Wire. I know everybody loses. Danny Chandler, uh, both Ravens. Okay, Bengals at Niners. The Niners need to get right. Bengals coming off a bye. This kind of stinks for Cincinnati. Like they were playing pretty well coming off a bye, and now they got to go to an angry San Francisco. Sam Darnold at quarterback. Ooh, I'll still take the 49ers. Hello. Hey. Oh, I'm just y'all cut out on me. Uh, <laughs> give me the 49ers. <laughs> Hello. Joey's taking the Niners. Uh, Danny Chandler. Uh, Danny's. Sam Darnold, comeback player of the year. Here we go. 49ers for Danny and. Do it, Chandler. Bengals. Oh, I like it. Spicy, spicy. Bears at Chargers. I'll take the Chargers, but they shouldn't be favored by eight and a half against anybody. Danny has the Chargers. I'll take the Chargers, but they're probably going to lose. Yeah, it would not shock me uh, if they did. Everybody's on the Chargers. And Raiders at Lions, Monday Night Football. Lions. Uh, we'll take the Lions. Danny has the Lions, and I will also go with the Big Cats. All right, Tony. Lions. Okay. Picks are in. Tony, uh, tell everybody all of the uh, content you guys have C3 from now until Sunday night. Yeah, uh, Friday night, Friday free-for-all, where uh, anybody could be a host of the C3 Panthers podcast. It's an open forum for fans to get involved and lead the conversation. Uh, today, Film Room came out, uh, uh, the deep dive into uh, what went wrong against the Miami Dolphins to before the bye week. But most importantly, guys, if you're listening right now and you are anywhere interested in either the Panthers football, Panthers football or uh, fire, like dumpster fire calls, um, Sunday has an opportunity to be special in two ways. The Panthers can either get their win or all of Panther Nation can melt down and talk about how Bryce Young was the wrong pick and C.J. Stroud should have been it. We want to see you there after the game. We're on you live on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook and all of those places, but YouTube is the place to catch it. Tony, good stuff. Thanks for joining us, man. Good luck to your cats. Yeah, thank you very much. See you, buddy. There he is, Tony Dunn, Bye. C3 Podcast. Let's get a quick break. We got to come back. We'll do a quick seg and send it over to Hour 3. Marcus Crandall, Camo, Kevin Monroe joining us in Hour 3 of the show. More to go. Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. 
For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Chandler Honeycutt says justice for Earl. All right, Sean, you're on Earl's side. I mean, what, what? my grandfather's name is Earl. One day you did ask, what? why did Earl have to I die? Said, why did Earl have to die? And maybe he, he didn't said. have to. Well, but again, they went to the authorities and it didn't do anything. So they took matters into their own hands. Because Earl, Earl had to die. But why? why? But why did he have to die? You should make a clapback song and say, why did Earl have to die? Why did Earl have to die? I mean, they are murderers. I mean, you could look at it as self-defense, but bottom line, they're murderers. Uh, Let's see. Let's see what day it is today. National Day calendar, and we got to take a break again. This will be a short segment. Uh, It is the 26th of October. Oh, man, I'd love to celebrate this one tonight. National Chicken Fried Steak Day. Chicken Fried Steak. I love a good chicken fried steak from, uh, well. A place that doesn't advertise here? Yes. But I think that's the only place I've ever had it from. CB? Uh, Giant Checkers? Yeah. <laughs> Rocking Chair? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, gift Shop? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. A lot of candy in there? Oh, yeah. You got a little candy? Yeah, they got the little... Uh, game you can play on the table oh they got little peg little peg peg, peg, peg game yeah, yeah that game and they call you an ignoramus yeah mm-hmm. they got like decor all around it is national financial crime fighter day i don't know what that means they fight that's like police force right but what has the word financial in there national financial crime fighter day uh people that i mean maybe it's FBI, like uh, uh, uh no like bruce wayne like millionaires who fight crime like wealthy yeah crime fighters did you know bruce wayne was batman he tries to hide stop it, it. no shut up he is shut you didn't up know that? he is uh big day for chon national tennessee day tennessee rocky time you'll always be i enjoyed going to pigeon forge and uh places such as that as a child i went by the uh God. what was it tootsie railroad tweetsie tweet is it tweetsie tweet yeah it's not tootsie <laughs> is it tootsie no tootsie is a movie and, a, and roll. a roll and a roll and i think tootsie is a barring in nashville all right anyway i went by there it looked like a lot of fun but i didn't go is hey. that where you bought the skin products from <laughs> no damn it that was in nashville no, wasn't it it was in nashville it was in tennessee <laughs> was it in I'm nashville just... or is that... uh hey ass it's national mule day <laughs> hey, you remember the shirts that chicos used to have uh-huh, uh-huh. bring I your do. ass to chicos it is national mincemeat day now i've only heard of mincemeat as like a an 80s insult like you're gonna you're mincemeat i don't know what Mince, it is mincemeat yeah sup fellas ben mincemeat <laughs> and it is national pumpkin day get your uh, pumpkins ready to go for halloween well of course um it's a mixture of chopped dried fruit distilled spirits and spices 
and often Spass. teriyaki. Spassy. All and often beef suet. Yeah, count me out. Yeah, none of that sounds appealing at all. I don't. Want I'm it. out. I don't. Do I want any kind of meat with fruit? Spicy. I reckon I'll go with the uh, pineapple on a pizza. I know some people that's frown a, upon that. That's about as close to that as I'll get. But meat and fruit shouldn't really mix together. No, I agree. Yeah. And th- it, I mean, the visuals of this thing is not very appealing. Maybe pork either. chop with the uh, the apples, maybe. 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 All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Marcus Crandall, ECU Hall of Famer, will join us. Awesome. Tyler says, don't hate on Chan. He wants smooth skin for that special someone. Tyler. Stop it. Tyler. Paul. Right now. Paul. Right now. Stop it. Moronic Mondays, pointing out the fact that we have 25 more viewers than we have likes. What are we doing out there? Hit the thumb. Let's take a break. When we return, Marcus Crandall joins us. Kevin Monroe, a giveaway. It's all coming up. Hour three, Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back at the Appliances Superstore. They make buying appliances easy. It's just that simple. The Appliances Superstore has the largest selection of in-stock appliances in eastern North Carolina, which helps our customers save money every day. The Appliances Superstore offers a 12-month warranty on every appliance, plus they will deliver and set up your new appliances and remove your old ones. The Appliances Superstore off Highway 264 behind the new DMV or shop us online at appliancessuperstores.com. Remember, we make buying appliances easy at the Appliances Superstore. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Welcome back, Shirley Rhodes. Hello, Chon. We'll say goodbye to you because you are heading off to San Antonio. Excuse me? Going where? San Antonio? Oh. I'm not going there. Chan Antonio. Yeah. Sorry. I'm going to Chan Antonio. Gross. That's gross when you put it that way. Chan Antonio, Texas, the site of East Carolina and UTSA. Roadrunners, an 18.5 point favorite, 3.30. We'll be with you all day Saturday, 11.30 a.m., Bud Light pregame tailgate, 3.30. The Celsius watch party with Jason Nichols, Bryce Williams, and myself. And after the game, the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. One name missing from that list is our friend Marcus Crandall, who joins us on the Halloween Express live line, uh, who uh, is out of town, but will be joining us via the phone for the next couple of weeks. Marcus, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Clip. How are you, man? Doing good, doing good. Getting ready for some Thursday night football tonight. And uh, Marcus, I, I haven't brought up this story on the show. What was your uh, your favorite bowl trip you went on and played in? Favorite city, favorite bowl? Like what? 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 Which one did you like the most? Well, I mean, 
we only had uh, one bowl game that we <laughs> we favor to. That was the back to back, yeah. Yeah, back to back, yeah. So, but Memphis, uh, Memphis was a great city, man. They they did an outstanding job of uh, you know uh, showing us the different places to eat, uh, the great barbecue that's there. Um, man, we had we had a great time. It was it was nice, uh, nice city to visit and, uh, and be a part of that whole bowl experience. I bring that up because the Bahamas Bowl would be a cool bowl to go to, right? Uh, at the Bahamas? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, maybe not this year because the 2023 Bahamas Bowl will be played, and I don't think this is an island. I don't, as far as I know, they're going to play on the campus of Charlotte at Jerry Richardson Stadium. <laughs> so you get to go to the Bahamas Bowl. But bad news, they're renovating the stadium, and instead of playing on, uh, on some island uh, in some nice weather, you get to play at uh, Jerry Richardson Stadium in Charlotte. So I thought that was kind of a bummer. A little bit chilly on the other opposite end <laughs> of the spectrum. Weather. Don't worry about packing your bathing suit. Bring an extra jacket because <laughs> uh, you're going to be in Charlotte there. Unfortunately, Marcus, unless uh, – a miracle happens the pirates won't have to worry about bowling this year right now they're worried for about getting their first fbs win their first conference win and we are kind of banging our head against a brick wall here talking about the offense and uh, again it, it doesn't uh, they're just about out of changes they can do at this point marcus they keep flip-flopping at quarterback and we're going to see the same personnel in the field same play caller same coaches so at this point all they can do is is execute the plays that are being called and we hear a lot of that from the coaches we'll talk more about it with kevin monroe coming up later on this hour but uh looks like uh they're riding with the same group coming up this saturday uh when they take on utsa yeah i mean um that's that's what we figured what would happen even though um we, we all felt like um there needed to be some changes but um you know what, and and I think that's the most surprising thing in regards to you know why we haven't uh, been able to get that second win yet, uh, because this group uh, of coaches they you know they they well they know each other well, uh, been together in in multiple places and all those things, and so we thought they had the experience to uh, kind of weather the, weather the storm and um, get us back on track before it uh, was still kind of off track. And so get us back on track and get this second win and uh, be in bowl contention. But uh, that hasn't uh, been the case, and so we're we're struggling to find a win. Um, and and yes, it's it's been an uphill battle for us uh, because you know you know we haven't had a run game so to speak. Um, and then you know the offensive of, you know the passing game has been non-existent. Uh, we've had our share of uh, moments so to speak, of, you know, I shouldn't say a share. We had a few moments where we had some, some great catches, great passes down the field, but um, nothing um, to be consistent and that's what we're looking for. Marcus, uh, you mentioned uh, experience a moment ago. UTSA's quarterback has that. Frank Harris will be playing in his 49th college football game. Uh, he played in four games in 2019, three touchdowns to two picks. Played in 11 in 2020, 12 to 6 touchdown INT ratio. Uh, 2021, played in 14 games, 27 to 6. 2022, 14 games, 32 to 9. And then this year, nine touchdowns, five picks. And had a rough one early against Houston. I think that was a season opener that I watched. And uh, they had a disappointing loss there. I think he threw three picks in that game. 
Uh, but overall, 83 touchdowns to 28 interceptions. He is back healthy now, Marcus, and they are hitting their stride, and they're also undefeated in conference play and playing for a, a conference championship. So kind of the opposite end of the spectrum from East Carolina. They're playing for a lot right now, and that uh, kind of makes me nervous heading into UTSA. Wish we would have got them maybe earlier in the season, Marcus, because they're hitting their stride right now. Right, man. It definitely would have been nice to have them while their QB was out. Um, yeah, de- running into a dangerous team right now who's got their eyes on the prize and, um, you know, doing the things um, on a weekly basis now. I mean, you look at the quarterback and, and, and what he's done in regards to those picks. You know, we, we've talked about it before, Clip. Sometimes those interceptions to the, the touchdowns, are, are, of course, are. Uh, what they are, but the interceptions can be misleading sometimes because, you know, like like for instance, you throw three in one game, all right, uh, but then he bounced back and, and only thrown two since uh, since that or or throughout the course of those games. Um, but but sometimes those interceptions aren't the quarterback's fault. It, it's it's uh, receivers, it, it's uh, offensive line, possibly uh, some pressure and all those things. But um, but they've done a good job and so uh we we are definitely facing a dangerous team with uh with a quarterback that's um uh very motivated and um does well at leading his team and uh leading them to victory and so uh yes it would have been nice to have them early in the schedule um while he was hurt to have a better chance but uh, we we have to worry about ourselves man and uh try to figure out a way uh to you know kind of get the get the um on the offensive side of the ball, I'm speaking, to get the ball rolling, uh, staying on the field, and putting the ball into the end zone. That's what we have to do. Marcus Crandall joining us, Halloween Express Live Line. Marcus, I was going to ask Donnie yesterday, you know, what does he say anything to Blake Harrell? I mean, it's obvious right now that one side of the ball is carrying this team and the other side is not, uh, you know, holding their weight right now. And that would be the offense struggling and the defense playing good enough to win a lot of these games. And before I could even ask him, Donnie kind of brought it up and, and, you know, he, he goes to the defensive room, says, guys, I'm sorry. And, uh, and they say, you know, we're all together. We're all a team. In fact, I asked, uh, Blake Harrell about that. I thought Blake, uh, Shirley, can we hit the first part of Blake Harrell one? I asked him, you know, about, what are those conversations like with the offensive side of the ball and and how tough and how frustrating is it to lose a game where the defense gives up 10 points and uh here's what blake harrell said all right clip you up don i was gonna ask donnie a question and he answered before i could about because he's been on staffs where the offense would score 40 and the defense would give up 39 or 41 he's been on the opposite side and I was going to ask him, what's it like? You know, does he say, I'm sorry, Blake, what he did today? But he, he brought it up himself. He said everybody's a team. Now frustrated to get yeah. 10 points and lose that. Yeah, you know, it's all, it's all we fence. You know, it's not offense, defense, special teams. We all in this thing together. And we all got to make sure we're all pointing in the same direction and, and keeping, the, keeping the fight together. And, um, you know, I think one, one of the things my mom – Call me early in the week, and, and my mom knows very little bit of football, but she knows a lot about wisdom. And she said, "Keep your head up, and keep your head down." And, and what she meant by that, but hey, you're doing some good things. You know, be proud of that, but keep your head down and keep working. And, and I think that's, you know, told, shared that with our players. That's good advice for for our, our players and our program. And that's what we got to keep doing, just keep marching forward at this point. 
All right. Uh, the mother of Blake Harrell, Marcus, keep your head up and keep your head down. Good advice for us all, no matter what uh, line of work or walk of life we're in. But that's uh, that was the message for her son. And again, that defense is doing a good job, but not getting the results they want. Yeah, I definitely like the message, man, and uh, in, in sports and life, most definitely, because uh, life is going to hit you like a ton of bricks sometimes, and, and definitely on that football field is going to be the same. Uh, but you just got to keep plugging away, keep chiseling away at uh, at the goal, uh, at the task at hand, and um, and keep keep going and uh, hand on the plow, don't look back. Uh, but um, I mean, for us, man, it's uh, it, it is a team, and I, I mentioned this uh, last week, clip, and uh, probably over the last couple of weeks that you know, as much as we want to rely on the defense, I, I don't think uh, in this day and age, I don't think defenses just win football games alone. Uh, you have to have those special teams. You have to have the offense making a play and giving the defense a break every now and then and so uh, to give us a chance to win. The defenses nowadays are really going to just give you a chance to win the football game, and um, and that's what our defense has done over the, over the course of the season so far, about halfway through. And, um, again, I'll just reiterate, we just have to find a way offensively to help them out and uh, give them um, – a breather here and there and, and, and uh, give them some encouraging uh, moments to where, you know, we're putting the ball in the end zone on a consistent basis. Marcus Crandall joining us, Halloween Express live line. Marcus, while I got you here, before we let you go, Chon, uh, I want you in this too. Still a little fantasy football start sit real quick. Just, uh, at the quarterback position, Marcus, I got CJ Stroud taking on the Panthers on Sunday. Uh, in Charlotte, and I've got Trevor Lawrence at Pittsburgh. You going with the rookie C.J. Stroud or Trevor Lawrence in Pittsburgh? We'll start with you, Marcus. Who do you like? Oh, I'm gonna go with uh, Trevor. Uh, sorry, no, I'm gonna go with C.J. Stroud in in, uh, in Charlotte. All right, Chandler. How will Stroud play against your team? Um, I mean, our defense is is banged up, but hopefully, we can put some pressure on C.J. and cause him to uh, throw some interceptions, make some bad decisions. But I don't know, man. Go Trevor. I'm going Trevor. You're going Trevor, uh, so I got to break the tie myself. Right now I have Stroud in, but I have not uh, nailed that down yet. I got one more for you at the flex. I like like Trevor's clip, but uh, I still think he's going to be playing the game in a manageable type of ordeal. Well, doesn't Jacksonville Pittsburgh kind of feel like a seventeen to fourteen, like a right, right, yeah. right. and especially with him banged up, right? And, what is uh, you know? So anyway, I know what you're what, about to ask, what Chandler. Does, what what does Texans does, and yeah. Panthers seem like to you? I don't know. Maybe they could get it. I don't know. That's another one. Another low scoring game, probably. You're right. All right. Uh, let's see. Flex spot. Michael Thomas, or. Can I go two tight end set? I got Mark Andrews. Should I throw uh, Laporta in there? Sam Laporta from the Lions. Mm, from the Lions, yeah. The Lions are playing. Laporta has uh, the Raiders on Monday night. Michael Thomas and the Saints are at Indy. Chandler, give me some good advice. Go double tight ends here. Uh, go Laporta. Laporta and Mark Andrews. Uh, what do you think, Marcus? Yeah, I, I agree with that one. I think that's a good selection right there. All right. Chandler, you got your team pulled up? You got any questions? Are you good? Let's see here, because I got some guys uh, coming off the bye. 
God, my buys killed me last yeah, week. Uh, the buy killed me last week, too. I fall to five and two on the year. Right. Oh, nice humble brag there, man. I see yeah, you man. You know it is. Falling to five uh, and two on the year. Man. <laughs> Let's see. That's all. <laughs> Life's tough, huh? Five and two on the year. All right. Quarterback, Derek Carr <clears throat> at Indy, or do I go Kirk, Car- Kirk Cousins mm. uh, Sunday night at Green Bay? Oh, primetime? Wait a minute. That's not a night game. No, one o'clock. Sorry. Yeah, one o'clock. Um I would go Cousins at this point. Okay. I don't want to start Carr. How about you, uh, Marcus? Yeah, I would go Cousins, too. I think um, I think you might have found his stride last week. He found his rookie, too, didn't he? Addison? Oh, absolutely. Addison had a, a very nice game last week. And uh, I think they're going to um, uh, bounce back and have a, a, a back-to-back solid week offensively by putting the ball in the end zone. Um, I think they might have gotten the running game going a little bit more or better last week as well uh, with uh, Akers and, and uh, Madison there. So I think, um, yeah, I, I definitely what, – what I like to see with him, man, especially with uh, Jefferson out, is uh, a little bit more play action with those guys and, um, and go from there. But, All right. Yeah. One more. I'll go flex to here. Do I go with a questionable Tyler Lockett, or do I put Adam Thielen back in the in the rotation? Man, uh, who, Bryce Young loves some Thielen, loves don't him. he? Yeah, he loves Thielen. <clears throat> I mean, at this point, I'd probably start Thielen. My other flex position is Jacoby Myers, who's been awesome. Yeah, you got to keep him in. Yeah. He's, he's been good. So, I think I'm going to switch in Thielen for yeah. Lockett. Yep, I'd go that route. Uh, Michael Winstead on YouTube says Frank Harris should be ready uh, to sign up for AARP soon. He is uh, he's he's been around a while. Uh, very Holt Naylor's esque uh, as long as he's been in college football. Marcus, thank you for joining us on the phone today, man. We'll check back in with you next Thursday. But uh, have a good week weekend. I appreciate it, guys. You guys enjoy and and uh, have fun and go pirates. Yeah, we'll miss you Saturday, but we'll uh, we'll eat some good tiebreakers, and uh, we'll be thinking about you. Uh, absolutely. I'm sure you will. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you, bud. Care, okay? All right, there he is. Marcus Crandall, East Carolina Hall of Famer, joining us. Halloween Express Live Line, Greenville's premier Halloween Superstore. Take a break. Come back when we return. KMO, Kevin Monroe joins us. Back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business organization or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. And the Buccaneer Music Hall has all the fun for your Sunday fun day covered. Every Sunday, kick off the day at the Buck with the largest 4K screen in Greenville, along with 18 TVs, so you don't miss a game. They'll have mimosa specials, a Bloody Mary menu, and pizza all day from Pizza Hut. And don't forget the weekly jersey giveaway starting at 5 o'clock. Score every Sunday at the Buck. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. What's up, Brock? Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt with you. Uh, let's quickly head back out to the Halloween Express Live Line. It is Greenville's premier Halloween superstore, and we will talk to former Pirate, current color analyst on the Pirate Sports Network. He is Kevin Monroe joining us on the Halloween Express Live Line. Kevin, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, Cliff. I hope you are. Yes, sir. And uh, very appropriate that the Halloween Express uh, live line is open for Kevin Monroe because he is the king of Halloween. And Kevin, people are asking. Chandler is antsy. He he wants to know if you can give us a reveal on your 2023 Halloween costume. And if not a reveal, do we can, can we get a hint? Can we get something? Uh, it will be a blast from the past. And, it, and this year, it's not an athlete. That's about the best I can give you. All right. And Chandler, I know that doesn't, uh, you know, satisfy what you need. But I did receive word from Kevin Monroe that uh, there is a office Halloween party tomorrow, and we will get pictures tomorrow. So, okay. Then now he's excited, Kevin. So uh, <laughs> Halloween is here. Camo does it big. And uh, how about your, um, is your family, your, your uh, kids too big for it, or are they still joining you in the dress-ups? So, you know, my wife will, will, you know, in the past, we've always gone to, to Halloween parties, and that's kind of how it started. You know, there was, like, little awards for, you know, best costume and things like that. And so, you know, we, we kind of we go all out. We're competitive. So she, she tends to dress up when we have somewhere to go. Um, and I've always had an office party, so um, I've always dressed up to come to work. And, my, you know, my boys, the oldest one who's now 16 is, you know, on the back end of trick-or-treating, but my youngest one still goes out who's 13. There you go. So they'll, they'll, they'll dress up to go out. But, you know, it depends on where, if they have somewhere to go. Kevin Monroe joining us. Uh, hopefully the Pirates dress up as an offensive football team this weekend. That's probably not a good segue, but trying to get to ECU football. And, uh, Kevin, you've seen it up close and personal. It has been rough and maybe no rougher than last week. 88 passing yards, 127 total yards. It's just kind of mind-blowing to see those stats in 2023. And, and, and you know, week six, like halfway through the season, week seven, you're, you're thinking things will be clicking uh, at this point, and they just aren't. And, and it almost seems like they're regressing at times I, I would i would be you know i would say you could argue that this was the worst offense the pirates have had in quite some time you know even even under scotty moe and and coach uh john thompson the defenses were really really bad and so we gave up a ton of points but we tend to score you know a lot more than we're scoring right now and so i it's just it's it's hard it's hard to to, to fathom you know there's always usually a quarterback that can you know, put some yards up, put some put some touchdowns on the board. There's always usually uh, a, a bunch of receivers that can make catches, that are playmakers, that can put the ball in the end zone. 
Um, and, you know, offensive line, you know, I wouldn't say we've had just great offensive lines over the years, but we've, we've had good enough offensive lines that way our running backs could, could get, get the job done and, and be successful in the run game. So um, right now we, we are lacking, you know, at, at, at certain positions. And, um, you know, some would argue the, the, the plays that are called aren't always the, the best for this offense. Uh, so it just depends on on who you listen to and and what you think. But certainly, there's 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 issues with with the offense in totality, and it's made it tough to watch. Yeah, Kevin, and and I I make it pretty clear. I think Donnie is one of the the best dudes ever. Uh, but I can separate it. I mean, if anybody, any team that has this offense and these numbers, you usually don't see the coordinator survive, uh, whether it be. Uh, an entire season or half a season or whatever. Are, are you surprised there hasn't been any kind of changes there on the offensive side, whether it be a, a demotion, a firing, a play calling exchange, like we see in the NFL at times? Uh, any surprises there? They're just kind of sticking with with what they got here. So it's it's interesting because you know I think I've heard in press conferences talk about lack of execution. Yeah, which you know that could be that could be a fair point. You know, the only thing that's really changed from last year to this year in terms of uh, the, the team are the players, right? It's the same coaching staff, offensively, same same head guy, um, but you, you lose your quarterback, you lose some receivers, you lose a couple of you know, offensive linemen. And so there, there's some execution issues there. But I, I, I feel like if you, you know, make the play call and scheme things up in such a way that you can get receivers open to make throws easier for the quarterback, to get the ball out of the out of the quarterback's hands quicker, so the offensive line didn't have to hold up so long. Um, there's there's ways around poor execution. Now, if you know if everything's done right and the receiver drops the ball, there's nothing you can do about that. But I don't know that there's enough of that that's keeping the, the Pirates from scoring. So um, I am surprised that you know there hasn't been changes um, outwardly that we can see uh, from the offensive side of things to to see if we can fix things. You know, I'd honestly just be happy with us just saying, well, we're just going to throw whatever at the wall we can and see what sticks, you know, run some reverses, run some yeah. flea flickers, run some trick plays. I don't see anything that, that says we don't know, we can't figure it out, so we're just going to try to trick you. I would even appreciate that. And I'm not seeing that. So it's 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 been interesting. Kevin Monroe joining us, and another real shame of it, Kevin, is the the defense has played good enough to have you at around 500 at the least right now. I mean, you give up 10 points in a college football game and lose, and I I asked Blake Earl about that yesterday because Donnie has been on those staffs you you talked about, uh, Kevin, in in the Lincoln and and Ruff era where they would score 41-42, and they'd have to because they'd give up 40 or 43. So he's kind of been on the other side of it, and and Donnie even said yesterday that – he, uh, he walked to the defensive staff and said, hey, I'm sorry, guys, but Blake Carroll's answer, he's towing the company line, and he has to, and I believe him when he says it's a, it's a team effort, it's an entire team, we just got to keep doing what we do, do on our side of the ball, but it is a shame when you get these defensive efforts. They gave up some yards Saturday, Kevin, but they give up 10 points. You got to win that game. I, I, there's no doubt. You, you, you hold a team to 10 points in this day and age of college football, the way teams all run the spread offense and put up points in big numbers. I mean, everybody's scoring 25 points or more per game. So to give up 10, you got to win that game. And, and to come up with a, a turnover, one turnover defensively and one on special teams to put your offense in a, in a pretty good yeah. situation on both turnovers, uh, you would think you, you'd come up with more points. So, yeah, it's, I, I think it's disappointing. I, I don't blame Blake Harrell for towing the company line because the, the, the fastest thing to bring your team down 
is to have a fracture between offense and defense. You know, once those yeah. guys start fighting, you'll, they'll never come back together. And so I get that. I get trying to keep the team together to fight through this. Uh, the season's not over yet. There's still you know, several games to be played. But but those defensive guys, you know, quietly, you know, in their own, you know, position rooms are, are pretty upset, I'm sure. Pretty frustrated. No doubt. They need to watch that uh, Ravens championship 30 for 30 uh, where they went like five or six weeks without scoring a touchdown or something like that and uh, ended up winning the Super Bowl. But you had a, a lot of great care. That was a great uh, underrated 30 for 30, I think, with Ray Lewis and the late Tony Saragusa. But kind of reminds me of that, Kevin, where you know week to week and even this week, like his 18 and a half point dogs. Is this could be the week it all kind of breaks and the defense gives up big plays because UTSA is really hitting their stride right now and Frank Harris is back and they're looking good. But the script for ECU football is defense keeps them in it for three, three and a half quarters, and then the the levy breaks, the dam breaks. The time of possession was forty one to nineteen last week in favor of Charlotte. So I, I still feel like going into every game they got a chance to at least keep it close because the defense, but they don't have a chance to win because of the offense. Yeah, that's the struggle. Is that you know this defense they usually go hard, and then late in games they'll let up a big play or let up some a long drive or something, and it it gets to be a little bit frustrating. And I I, I get it because I'm. I'm calling the games, and I can see those guys going hard and, and getting stops, and they get those stops, and then the offense goes three and out or four and out, and, and they don't move the chains. They don't give them much time to rest. Uh, and at the end of the game, it's like, man, we've done all we can do. We can't give much more, and they'll give up a long pass or a long run or something. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's frustrating. Uh, I don't think you know the defense has been perfect, but they've they've been good enough to win all year long. And if they – you know, continue to play like this, they they will continue to tee up this offense for opportunities to be in games most of the time, maybe not against a, a team like Tulane or some of the better teams in the conference, but most of these games are going to be competitive games if you can just score points. And the offense has to figure out a way. I mean, you, you, two weeks ago, you know, you thought Mason Garcia turned a corner. He played better. Uh, so you give him the start this week, and he does nothing. And that and that is just – it's mind-boggling. It's frustrating that you have to go back to your backup – uh, to, to move the ball, uh, but this is what we've seen this year. It, it just hasn't come together for the offense and the defense at the same time. Kevin Rowe joining us. He's a former Pirate, so he bleeds it. And uh, I sit here on Saturdays with Marcus Crandall and Jason Nichols, and Jason's top is about to blow. Uh, Marcus, he, he just can't. Or excuse me, uh, Kevin, he just can't fathom. Uh, you know, and and he kind of broke down this week and said, you know, we talked about the schedule he's used playing, and and if if Back in our day, this is Jason talking. If we played Marshall and App State and Charlotte and and these teams, we'd be we'd say, "How much are we going to win by?" So he's, you know, and and I'm sure you and and maybe you talk to some teammates or whatever, or kind of scratching your heads too about how did we get here, especially coming off two bowl years, Kevin. It just happened really dramatically. Listen, I, it's and I'm with those guys. It's it's hard to fathom my, my senior year, the non conference games were West Virginia, South Carolina, Duke, and Miami. And we won them all. Can you imagine Can you imagine what that would be like if we had the non-conference schedule this year? Obviously, Michigan was a really tough game, and Marshall's nothing to shake a stick at. But I, it's just it's hard to think with the, with the easier schedule, the less difficult schedule, that you wouldn't have more than one win. Um, you know, and listen, all, all of my years weren't great. We did it. We had a five and six year in 1997 and, you know, we struggled for every one of those wins. And, you know, I think Pirate fans would, you know, wouldn't be mad with a five win season this year if, if they were able to pull that out. So 
you know, that's going to happen every now and then. You just want the team to be competing for a bowl berth every year. If you're not at least competing for a bowl berth, something's gone wrong and something's got to change. And so that's, that's where we are now is that, you know, we're so far behind the eight ball. You know, teams like Charlotte just shouldn't be competing with and beating the Pirates. Yeah. Uh, teams like App State, you know, obviously App State's got a lot going good for them and they've come up through the ranks. They just shouldn't be better than the Pirates right now, and they are. And so that that's what's hard to, to, to get, get your mind around. And uh, a rough year for the state of North Carolina and, and NC State having a, a subpar. They're four and three right now, one and two conference subpar season. Duke, man, poor Duke. If Riley Leonard stays in that game against Florida State, maybe they could pull that one out. They're having a great year, five and two, but suffering injuries right now. And then Kevin, uh, man, the 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 shocker of the week, and we saw Texas survive a test against Houston, uh, Oklahoma survive a test against UCF, Washington survive to test against Arizona State, and you figured North Carolina would do the same, but they lose on their home field as the number 10 team in the country to Virginia. And, of course, Wake is, is having a down year without Sam Hartman. So you had a couple of teams there with uh, Carolina and Duke kind of holding the banner for the state of North Carolina, but that took a hit uh, on Saturday night. Yeah, it's been interesting. You know, obviously I never want to see Carolina ranked top 10 in the country, so I, you know, it didn't make me that mad to see them lose. <laughs> But I get it, you know, for the for the state to, to have some representatives playing well, it makes sense. You know, state kind of had their time with really good quarterback play over the last several years. Duke has, you know, kind of been down for several years now, and they're finding their way back, and, and they're playing pretty well. Uh, Wake has had some good years here recently. And so, you know, for everybody to kind of be trying to find themselves right now, I mean, I don't think Duke is there. I think Duke is still a really good team. And Carolina is still a really good team. So, I mean, they, they, they have obviously are above the fray. Uh, but the rest of us, man, we're just we're struggling trying to trying to make things happen, and the Pirates are just the worst of the worst. And, and it, just to, to be at the bottom of, of of almost every statistical category in offense in the country or near the bottom is what's really frustrating because yeah. you know the Pirates have been running you know Pirates have been running a, a spread or spread like offense since Bill Lewis you know since before uh, Steve Logan took over, and so we've been a team that had to put up points to win that you know to have to score touchdowns to have to put up a lot of yards. And so that, that has carried on. We've always had good receivers. We've always had good running backs. We've always had good quarterbacks, or at least, uh, you know, somebody on the, on the, on the uh, playing quarterback that can get the job done. We've always had that. And right now we're, we're, we're searching. And we lost to Biff, Kevin, to Biff. Yeah. 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 Biff. Man. Yeah. Ah, boy. Kevin, uh, if you had to pick a national champion right now, do you go with – Georgia, who's uh, been there the last couple of years, one of the Big Ten teams, Michigan, Ohio State, maybe Florida State is undefeated, Washington, or do you look down at the one-loss teams? Texas, Oregon, Alabama can get back in the mix. I think the great thing is that, and Georgia's still at the top, but they hadn't been great. I think the, the good thing is this year it is a little wide open, a little more wide open than years past, maybe. It is more wide open. You know, Georgia loses their tight end. He goes down with the ankle. Uh, they're trying to get him back. Uh, he's one of the best players in the country. I still like them until somebody knocks them off, but certainly they've played some tough, close games. I like what I saw out of Washington out there, uh, that game against Oregon and Bo Nix. You know, Penix at quarterback, they look pretty good. Um, Ohio State is is, is steady, and, and Marvin Harrison Jr., one of the best players in the country. Yeah. Uh, probably the best player in the country not, not playing quarterback. Uh, so I like them a lot. I mean, I think it's going to be wide open in the playoffs. I think we're going to see some fun playoffs this year. I think there will be some some shocks and some upsets along the way. Uh, but until somebody knocks off Georgia, I'm going I'm to stick with them. 
And uh, those Tulane Green Wave, I thought they'd take a step back this year, Kevin, but top 25 and uh, could be representing the group of five in a big bowl game. They are on the road at Rice this week, but sitting at six and one. And uh, we got them coming to town soon. I guess that'll be uh, your next broadcast. Kevin, I talked to uh, your broadcast partner, Jim Zoki, earlier this week. Poor Jim. He's got Pirates on Saturday, Panthers on Sunday, and is just trying to scrape a win across somewhere, man. Yeah, it's been it's been tough. You mentioned Tulane, and that's another that's another program that you know shouldn't be better than the Pirates no. right now. We've you know we've dominated Tulane over the years, or at least played them close, uh, and they're pulling away from us right now. And that they got they got a good thing going down there in Louisiana. I, I remember seeing an article where it said that Tulane was amongst the tops of, of schools where students were the happiest, and so you know, <laughs> kids are having fun. They're enjoying it down there in New Orleans. Uh, they're going to the football games. The games are going well. I mean, it's just things are going well for them. And you just, you, you, you know, the envy makes you hate it because you're like, why isn't that us? Yeah. He's he such a good college town. You know, we would, we would rock that stadium if the, if the product on the field was just a little bit better. Um, and, you know, I thought the crowd this past week wasn't bad. I, for, for, for a one in five team to walk into that stadium, I thought, man, this is a decent showing. Now you fast forward two weeks after that showing. And you got Tulane coming in, where it's almost a foregone conclusion that the Pirates are not going to win. I, I, I'm fearing what who shows up in that stadium. I hopefully the the diehards and the season ticket holders still come, uh, but it's 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 only going to get worse if the product doesn't get better. It was, uh, and it was a big weekend with homecoming, with Hall of Fame weekend, and Kevin, I was lucky enough to be in my car and uh, hear you talking about the voice Jeff Charles being inducted. We talked to uh, Miss Debbie Charles, his wife, last week on the show. Also uh, caught up with Rod Coleman, uh, Seth Manis as well from ECU Baseball, so great class and uh, enjoyed catching up with them and uh, always cool to, to see the, the, the Hall of Famers and a very special one with uh, the voice going in this year. Oh man, that was just that was great, and that's one of those things where I'm a little bit bummed that he didn't go in while he was alive. Yeah, because he, I mean, he he was he was Pirate Nation. I mean, you know, the paint, the purple, and his voice being so iconic. And back in the day when he did all the commercials, just his face being so iconic, everybody knew Jeff. Um, and so, you know, to do it as long as he did it, I would have thought he'd been in before. Uh, I hate that this it had to happen this way, but at least he's in getting his recognition because he's. Uh, easily the best that we've ever had, and so it just it, it was it was an honor to work beside him for 20 years, um, and he'll always be remembered. I'm, I'm glad they you know named the the booth that we do the radio um, yeah. do the broadcast out of the Jeff Charles booth. That's just really really cool. Kevin Monroe joining us. Kevin, we'll let you run. Uh, your Cowboys going to take care of the Rams. Rams have been a little feistier than people thought going into this year. What do you think about that one? Yeah, I mean you got to have a good pass rush uh, on Stafford. You got to have some guys who are going to cover. Uh, um, how you pronounce the receiver's name? Nakua. Well, they got Puka. They got Cup. They got Tutu. They got the best receiving core names uh, in in football. Yeah. <laughs> so those two guys will be running around everywhere, making plays. So we'll see. I'm, I'm glad to have them at, in, in Dallas instead of on the road. Uh, but it's a game they should win if they play well. Kevin, thanks for joining us. Cannot wait to see the Halloween pictures. Uh, and appreciate you coming on with us today. We'll talk to you again soon, man. Absolutely. I'll get you those pictures tomorrow, man. Enjoy it as always. We will see the 2023 Halloween costume of Kevin Monroe coming up on Friday. Excited about that, and we'll put it out on our social media. Um, Man, I I don't know if we got anything to give away today. 
She said, give it away. I know she said that, but. Just give it away. I don't have anything. Well, let's recap. Well, just we give, give it away. It away. All right, what are we giving away? Right. You're going to have to speak up. There ain't nothing. Shrimp talking lunch on Monday. Yeah. Lunch for two to tiebreakers on Tuesday. Yeah. Yesterday was uh, AJ McMurphy's gift card. Yeah. We don't have a show tomorrow. Well, what in the world can we give away? All you don't I, have anything on the. I could give away something from the studio, I guess. Uh, I don't know. What about one of those towels? Wait, what's that beside you? Um, Wait, what is that oh, beside you? this? Oh, how about a case of Bud Light? <laughs> how about a case of beer? 24 cans of beer. Bud Light beer. Official beer of the Pirates. Free Beer Thursday, baby. Free Beer Thursday. 317-1250. Caller 12. Case of Bud Light. And this awesome purple box with the uh, pirate cans can be yours if you're caller number 12, 317-1250. This is what I remember from high school. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room is your favorite place in downtown Greenville for lunch, dinner, or drinks with friends. Fifth Street serves lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday, plus brunch starting at 1030 on Saturdays and Sundays. Follow Fifth Street on Instagram for the latest events and specials. Fifth Street right beside the State Theater in downtown Greenville. And congratulations to John Caton of Green our winner of Free Beer Thursday. Now back to the show. Hi, thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Chan Man here, the chat gang, talking about what's for dinner. Tyler might go with the Chinese sweet and sour chicken. What's your uh, go-to Chinese order? We'll start with you, Shirley. Um, I'm very basic because I am not very much uh, a Chinese uh, food person. I just like to stick with... Um, just some fried rice and maybe a little bit of steamed broccoli on top Mm -hmm. and occasionally i'll throw in some chicken but other than that that's pretty much it john the best hot wings i've ever gotten in my life were from eastern chinese in roseburg north carolina (laughs) so if you go to a chinese place you get the wings do you get some fried rice with it no i just get like two orders of it um i'll probably go sour sweet and sour chicken all right, that's what Tyler's going with. And maybe some noodles. Excuse me? And maybe some noodles. I'm such a big fat fatty that if I go, I have to get like some lo mein and some like hot and spicy chicken or sweet and sour chicken or something. I have to get multiple. And then I try my best to make it into two or three meals. It never gets to three meals. But if I can make it to two, I feel like I've done okay. But I love Chinese food. Yeah, like Chinese buffet. Oh, my gosh. If I can find a good one. Chinese buffet. The little meat on a stick. The pork on a stick. Pork on a stick. On a stick. Yeah. Me and some high school buddies used to tear up the Chinese buffet at Eastern Chinese in Roseburg, North Carolina. Love to hear more about that, but we got to take our final break. Hey, look, I don't want to talk about it either. I want to talk about it more, but we don't have time. There's never enough time. We got to get a break. Yeah, bad break management by me today, but part of it was because Mark Adams was such a great interview. I told you. 
And by the way, he's my friend. That's fine. Yours. I ain't trying to steal your friend. But while you're in San Antonio, I'm going to get to know him a little better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll be back after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. It was another rough day for the stock market. The Dow was down 251 points at 32,784. NASDAQ was down 225 at 12,595. And the S&P was down 49 points at 4137 That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Stock Market Report for our personal uh, look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors at 756-6900 today. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC member SIPC. Had to do that from memory. Now back to the show. Alright, wrapping it up here on a Thursday. We will talk to you again live from the studios coming up Saturday, 1130 a.m. on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We're with you during the game. It is a Celsius watch party. Myself, Jason Nichols, and Bryce Williams. And after the game, the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Coming up Friday, we'll have a best of for you. A lot of great interviews from the past uh, couple of weeks coming your way on Friday's show. For Shirley Rhodes, Chan, Chan Antonio. Have fun out there, buddy. And the crew here at Pirate Radio, I am Clip Rock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.